Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 122 of the Pam Radio Podcast. Did you say Pam Radio Podcast? Uh, it sounded like yeah, Pam. Yeah, I went to say podcast, no, but then I was like, Pam. Pam. <laughs> that's what we're doing. We are yeah. now doing the Pam Radio Podcast. Uh, and it is uh, me, the Lobot Wanderer. <laughs> and it's me, Carrick from ACG. This is going to be one of those, I can already tell. Yeah, yeah. One of those. Yeah, we loosened up for a good half hour beforehand. Got the jaw muscles yeah, working. Got through. And yeah. then... I fuck up right away. Anyway, <laughs> uh, as always, if you want to support the show, consider donating to the Patreon. Like I said, YouTube enjoys ending career, so your donations matter more than ever at this point in time. And now, let's dive into our first news topic of the week. A lot of Final Fantasy XV stuff rolling out. We got a PC version that will also have mod support. We have a pocket edition coming to the phones, which is the apparently full game of Final Fantasy XV, probably more directed experience. And now we also got the announcement that Assassin's Creed and Final Fantasy are teaming up, and in Final Fantasy XV there is now going to be an event called the Assassin's Festival. And it looks insane, because you literally get this Assassin's Creed-like outfit with your entire group of people, and you can climb up these big buildings and stuff, jump off, do assassinations, and all this different type of stuff, same animations. It looks really interesting. But yeah, a lot of Final Fantasy XV stuff this week, so I'd say, considering you know we talk about Bethesda a lot, that's a prominent modding community, let's talk about Final Fantasy XV on the PC first, and the idea of mods being on a game like this. The potential. Can you mod out for uh, 4K textures so I can download it? <laughs> yeah, right, 180-something <laughs> gigabytes. Is it actually 160 gigs, or did yes. they say that was a mistake? No, they it's a hundred. If it's four K, it's that makes total sense. And um, yep. I, I I heard a rumor that you might have a DLC toggle where you can you know or dongle where you can click it and you can um, you can switch off downloading those. Okay. But I would assume that's not actually true. We'll have to wait and see. Um, it's I'm excited for anything that's Final Fantasy fifteen because it's one of the few I've liked. Um, so to me, to me, it's going to be cool. Both versions. I the, this mobile version though. So explain something to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is, is it true that they basically, well, it's pretty much not Final Fantasy 15. It's like just the final part. It's just like the story and that's yeah. it. All the side stuff's cut out. Yeah. I, I, that saddens me a little bit because mm-hmm. I like the side stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how they do it on a phone. I mean, they've been doing so much ridiculous stuff. I've been having a lot of discussions with my uh, subscri- subscribers about a video where I said, like, Final Fantasy XV is kind of getting that Skyrim treatment. They're like, hold on, Maddie. Like, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction, which I get what they're saying because, like, Skyrim's been out for so long. You look at Final Fantasy XV, it hasn't even been a year yet. Uh, but it's just that we're seeing so much tie-in material, so much spin-off material. Uh, yeah. You know, it's in it's in Forza Horizon. It's it's inescapable, kind of like how Skyrim was or how Fallout was where you'd see it in Rocket League, for God's sakes. Um well, yeah, you know, this pocket edition is what they're calling it is, yes, just the main story. Um, it's got this interesting different art style. Uh, it seems to still have that yeah. action-like combat system. It's, you know, it's like a bunch of Final Fantasy fifteen chibis running around. It's it's really, it's, it's different, you know? Um, I don't know who was really asking for it, uh, but it's free, I think, so I don't know if anyone's complaining. It'll be interesting to see because I haven't looked into the structure of the game itself where... Is it like a Fallout Shelter where it's just literally a game that they want you to play and for it to be popular and maybe pay for itself over time? Are they or, shaped like ice cream cones or something? Like their upper body's bigger than their smaller body? Or oh, their lower oh yeah. body? Oh, yeah. Their heads are, are yeah, fucking um, gigantic. That, 
Yeah, that's so a lot of times, just so you know, that'll be done uh, to say polygons because like feet and legs yeah. take a lot. Mm. So they'll the upper body torso can be a less a lesser amount and still be bigger and still look good. Um, but that look that I saw, I didn't think that was real. That's how weird it looks, to be honest. Yeah. I saw it and I yeah. thought some I thought. No, no, it was a joke. you know where I saw it? I saw it was J- Jason Schreier tweeted out a picture as a joke of like the whole uh solar eclipse thing happening and when people look up at the sun that's what they start to see you know characters and polygons so i <laughs> yeah. thought he was making a joke oh, that gotcha. was actually the game. no that's what honestly so that's awesome because yeah. more than one of us thought it was a joke yeah. it looks that different to me mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but uh about mods you know what what do you guys think about that another game supporting mods we're seeing the witcher 3 starting to get more mods now Final Fantasy XV is doing it. They, you know, they announced it right alongside the uh, the version four PC that they're going to be doing mods. I think it's excellent that we're seeing it in more games now. You know, this is are, are they just support like are they actively supporting it with like a creation kit? I guess that's thing? what I'm asking. Too. That's yeah. what I'm that I'm unsure of. Um, or like their page inside the game versus maybe a launcher. Yeah, yeah, because I, that's I don't know usually it's... can have mods. You know, in any event, but yeah. the question is, is whether the dev actually supports it. Well, like, I'm imagining... Like, not just says it's okay, but also says, here's a kit for you to make mods with, you know? Yeah, yeah you might want to double... Or might want to check on that. Just, I, I know alongside the announcement, they were saying, like, yeah, we're going to be supporting mods. So I, I don't know if they're going to be just saying, like, we're actively promoting whatever fans make. Uh, I'm not right. quite sure what, they're, what they mean by that. Uh, but for the, the developers and publishers to come out and say, like, yeah, we want mod support on the game, um, I guess that's a good thing, right? Especially given what happened with... Uh, GTA 5 and Take 2. You know what they could do, though, Maddie? They could fix the one thing that I had a problem with, and that's the fact that half of the game, which involves, like, fucking, you know, cooking, it has the worst textures known to man. So the first <laughs> mod I would love that? to see is to fix the fucking all. I can see it now. That's, realistic I, foods. I, I want realistic food. <laughs> No, uh, you can see it now. One. Dude, or, it or no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Immersive it foods. nasty. Immersive foods. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking grotesque when you first saw one of the foods you're like what is that supposed to be so my my hope is that here's what he says uh final fantasy 15's director is acutely aware of the importance of mod support to pc players in general oh yeah it's in it is in general they're just saying it sounds like they're just not going to fight them so i would assume we'll see texture mods first of course yeah 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 which is good it's right. usually actually like so it would be realistic foods to make it look better, but then you'd have another mod called immersive foods that'll <laughs> you know make that'll make the it. eating animations better, that'll make the food go off after a little bit, mm-hmm. that you could see like the the uh, steam come up from the food. So that'll be great. I mean, this yeah, is I... one of those game universes that mods could be really interesting for. Um, like for example, you know, I could see them putting in other Final Fantasy characters into the combat system in general. That'd be interesting. Because, I mean, for God's sakes, we saw a mod for The Witcher 3, I think it was, where Geralt was skateboarding or something along those lines. And it was just ridiculous. So I'm like, dude, let's go. I want to see some crazy mods for Final Fantasy, especially when they're kind of doing it already, man. I mean, an Assassin's Creed event is coming as free DLC. Yeah, isn't that... I mean, Assassin's Creed, Final Fantasy is like... it. That is a weird mix. Yeah, it doesn't look bad. <laughs> That's the thing to me. I, I didn't think it looked too bad, and like like they had in Final Fantasy 15, which is this is the most shocking thing. They had, I guess this is the point, right? But it looked just like Assassin's Creed. Like Noctis yeah. was hiding inside a hay 
thing, and he reached out, grabbed the guy by the collar of his shirt, pulled him in, stabbed him in the neck, and hit him inside. It, it was insane. He did, like, the same aerial assassination, landed on someone. I, I just couldn't believe it. It looked identical to an Assassin's Creed game. I don't know, man. I guess that's wow. the point, right? But So, yeah, they say... Um... Their their comment is, we definitely want to do it. We haven't actually managed to get our full modding policy or discussions on that finished yet at the moment, but we really want to do it while full details around autumn. Um, They've yet to confirm if mod support will arrive at launch or sometime later, noting that development progress will determine this. Uh, It would uh, would be interesting to me if if the mods come in the way of... Like, what they sort of come in the way of, because there, there are issues with that game and one of the things I'd like to see is, like, the invisible walls go away, okay. uh, I, which I fucking hate. I mean, there's few things in this world where if I'm riding a fucking giant bird, that's fantasy enough, but you're telling me there's an invisible wall? It's like, come on. There was, I'm going to have that big mountains. It's the best yeah. thing. So um, I, I would like to see some of the small stuff get fixed in, in those kind of games. I'm actually sort of a fan of where it's a little hard to do because sometimes it requires more, like brunt from the mod maker and so they don't do this nude mod instantly but instead like do the <laughs> but you know that's need, gonna happen we need to yeah. fix this shit yeah it'll happen but i like the idea of people like making those smaller changes to the little niddling things that you, no, you were and, playing it and you're so like damn the the best thing that they should do and who, who knows whether they're they're actually going to work with mod makers on this but bethesda did this with fallout 4 is have an unofficial it's, it's called unofficial patch or something like that mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it just it fixes a lot of little things, but combined together, it fixes a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. And that would be, especially for a bigger game, that's always welcomed by the community. But then someone would be like, "Well, why isn't the developer doing it? They should be doing it themselves." And mm. yeah. I miss, I miss that Final Fantasy was gonna have a first-person mode in this too. Wait, what? The fuck. Final Fantasy games are third person, and 15 is no exception. The PC launch will change this. However, Square Enix is adding a first person mode to the game. They're GTA 5 Ooh, in this shit. So players cool. can also explore the world of what was it, EOS? Yes. I'm sorry. How did. Yeah, yeah through Noxus' eyes in an all new first person mode. Ah, hmm. uh, first person's so much better. That combat's yes. going to be really, really strange. Quite how well this will work with the ludicrously rapid combat system remains to be seen. <laughs> You, uh, you know what? I say fucking just do it. I yep. say just put it in there. Let's let's get that shit in there because that would be fun. It's just a new way to play the game, man. Yeah. I always prefer first person. See, I'd love to see them fix, like, the, the magic system. That's one thing I had a big problem with is you had to, like, go to a stone and extract lightning <laughs> or fire oh, right. and then craft it and throw the spell. And I'm like, this that's not Final Fantasy. Like, Final Fantasy is casting all these different spells, Kira, Asuna, and you can make all those, but you, like, put them into a magic ball. I just love for a modder to create a way where it's, like, you know, maybe those, you just have infinite spells, but there's, like, a recharge time that you can only use them, like, once a minute or something along those lines. Just overhauling the magic system, because I think that would make the game immensely better, because the combat late game, when you're fighting, like, level 99 creatures, gets really challenging, especially if you're going in close, and the magic isn't too optimal because I think the system just kind of sucks. So you find yourself often stuck in battles where you're just going down, using a phoenix down, getting back up, dying, and just right. repeating that process until the fight's over. And it I'll becomes be right really tedious. Tedious. Lone, have you played? Uh, you haven't played this, but have you considered playing FFXV? Uh, honestly, no. And mm-hmm. here's why: it seems 
Like every week, there's a new Final Fantasy game. There are too many fucking numbers, and it's. I don't want to say it's overwhelming, but let's say I'm a relatively casual just gamer, right? Mm-hmm. How the how the hell do I know where to start with Final Fantasy? I completely I, agree. I look, you know, the, the Final Fantasy 15 that just came out, and there's just so many. And I, I believe so. Even as a gamer, I don't even know there are the regular numbers, and then there are offshoots within each of them. Not that each correct? of them. Not each of them. Not like, not every single one yeah. of them, but some of them. Some of them, yeah. Like uh, seven had a couple of you know one-offs. Uh, yeah, exactly. Ten did. Thirteen did. You, you know that uh, I would be surprised if fifteen didn't. But I, I guarantee you, though, this is without even looking. Someone's created a best how to play Final Fantasy list or guide online to say you should start with this and move on from there. It would. It, it's just it gets a little confusing sometimes. Yeah. Like, I mean, are, are you talking about the order? Just the numbering. It's just this yeah, 15 it of does. them. It, yeah, there's like, here's 12, here's 12.2, here's 12, but it's actually <laughs> yeah, the preload to 13, yeah, but not yeah. 14, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? See, I, yeah. I think 7 can be the most confusing, because you had 7 come out first, then all of a sudden Crisis Core came out on the PSP, and then they had Advent Children, it's but Crisis Core is before day. the first one. It's just, yeah. what what are they doing? But, I mean, all those games are excellent, and that movie. Um but yeah, just so you know, alone, just for future's sake, if ever a Final Fantasy game catches your interest, I guess, um, is that they're like you don't have to play, for example, thirteen or fourteen to understand fifteen. Like each one's its own individual but, story. But literally, universe. none of them are sequels to each other. No, and if they are, it'll be like, for example, thirteen two, thirteen three, Lightning Returns, or ten ten two. That's what they do. Yeah, well, look, I someone, would say, on, someone on IGN has a, this is the best way to play, but it's pretty old. old. So I would says, say that's why it's confusing, right, Lone? Because to me, that's confusing, too, that they're not sequels a lot of times. Well, that's the other like, thing I was it, trying to it's hammer away, yeah. is that with this ton of spinoffs and, you know, the pocket edition, the, you know, the PC edition, that's normal, especially when it's got console editions, but all this DLC, all these events, and then you got Final Fantasy, uh, what was it, New Empire or something on phones, too, like, it's like people are just going to look at it and be like, okay, I, I want to know where to start because this game looks good, but I don't know if I got to play these first or this first or if I even need that. It, it's right. confusing for new fans, I think. Uh, what's the other game? Kingdom Kingdom Hearts has been that way sometimes with Ooh, its naming. Something just like, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. But yeah, I, I totally agree. Kingdom Hearts, we've talked about it before. How fucking convoluted that series is so, so look this is this is someone literally their recommendation on how to play final fantasy how best to play what order 13 9 1 7 5 12 6 11 2 10 8 4 14 and 3 that just in and of itself is ridiculous are they saying, like, I, have so, no wait, are they, I have no clue yeah. how that what the fuck yeah man? what story wait are they talking about the story <laughs> or are they just saying don't that, know i don't know okay yeah. Oh, Whatever. and uh, a little update. Um, later, Square did say Final Fantasy 15 will have Steam Workshop support. That is a good. That's that's excellent. that's, ah, that's okay. excellent right there. So, so we have at least that much data. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, man. I mean, I can't. I I don't care about the order date. I'll never go back to the older ones. But um, <laughs> yeah, I do think that at at some point, at, at some point, I really wish everybody did this. And I joked with you guys about it for a reason. But like last time on Alan Wake, I really do <laughs> wish. I really, I I wish there was like a primer somebody made at a company when they have that many games. The company, and they were like, "Hey, everybody, you're brand new to games, but nobody remembers that people just bought a system yesterday. Like, they're mm-hmm. everybody thinks everybody has all this contained, like mm. 
knowledge and they don't. And it'd be nice to see Square say, okay, fuck, man, you know what? We fucked up a couple times. Let's sit down and we'll describe to you the best order in which to play these and well, what you're going to do. Not even just that. I mean, do you know who I think is doing a great job now as to re oh, Wales well, a testy pop restarting a franchise? Is, <laughs> what did you just call it? It's a testy pop. That's what we a call them in Australia. Testy pop. What do you call them in America? A voice crack. Testicles. Now we well yeah, it's testicles. Holy so fuck! That's we call amazing. I'm not, no, I'm not making fun of you. That's amazing. <laughs> No, this I is not the first you. time this has happened. I, 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 I think on stream I said, oh, I had a testy pop, and everyone's yelling at me like, Lone, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> but getting back to it, I, I think Ubisoft is doing a great job with AC Origins in terms of just restarting the franchise and saying, look, this is where it all begins. We're going to start fresh. We're not going to number this game. you know, And... Even though we have all these other games that AC2, Brotherhood, Revelations, 3, 4, all this shit, I think they've done a great job in just getting rid of that number system and saying, we're going to start from here. Right. Yeah. I, I was telling my friends about testy pops. You have to get that out there. Yep. I think they probably are as, as, as well. I, it's, I don't know. We'll have to see. Or uh, the the reason why I'm saying that is because the stuff I've seen on Origins looks fucking terrible. And I'm an assassin. Really? I'm, I'm a, sort of an Assassin's Creed. Everything from the fighting anime, the in- technically, it's a fucking mess. And the, one of the reasons why I'm getting Shots. pissed and, and I sound like <laughs> I'm getting mad is because lately, about the past three years, I've started to notice a lot of previews sound like the Lego song. Everything is awesome. And you're just like, but that's not really it. And it's not. And the people that I've talked to who've actually. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, it, I'm a little bit nervous about that title. I want it to succeed and I would love a reboot, but I'm not 100 percent sure it um, it will be that. We'll see. Mm, well, okay. I, I love the idea. But some of the stuff I saw on a couple streams looked fucking horrendous. And I don't mean like, can a game magically like make you look like or make you feel like you're in a new place? Primal did that, and Maddie still hated Primal for other reasons, right? That's sort of what's <laughs> going on here. Is like you I was just trying to give an example of a game that looks really good in certain points, mm-hmm. but doesn't necessarily play well and well, doesn't necessarily or, or there you go, Order eighteen eighty six, and um, I I can't wait to be wrong because everybody knows Syndicate, fucking, goddamn Rogue, both of those I love. So I'm I'm crossing my fingers on that one, and yeah, and if they succeed, yeah, I'd like to see more reboots of some of these where they don't continue adding numbers, but they're like, okay, we're gonna, you know, JJ Abrams yeah. universe. I, I mean, initially, did I, I think Halo was going down that path? The last Halo game so was gonna too. drop the numbering entirely, and then they're like, all right. Well, from, from now on, we'll have the numbering because apparently people get upset. We'll say Halo X and then give a little description. So it'll be like Halo 6, Legend of the Chief or something shit Legend like that. Legend of right? the Chief. Oh, God. I guarantee you, you'd get something like that. That just yeah, probably. sounds like But like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, next topic we're going to be talking about is Brink and how it went free to play over this past week. Real random decision by Bethesda. Yes. More players than Lawbreakers by a giant amount. <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh, uh, more dude. than Lawbreakers and Battleborn combined. It's more than Lawbreakers oh, and Battleborn combined. What? Like, the game's eight. not even I, good. I know. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Brink. I, t- TB and I talked about that on this podcast, and I was like, I'm not a huge fan of Brink. But we joked, and we were like, wouldn't that be funny if it was over Lawbreakers? And I was like, I think it actually is. And it it is 
it is by a good I amount. I was seeing the ads for it, and I went over to my friend's house to play. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> the, the jumping over objects is cool, and then everything else is so exactly. bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like yeah. parkour in a game for no reason because they didn't put the game in, and you're like, this is the oddest we thing We were going to make Mirror's Edge, but we wanted to add, you know, gunplay. We forgot, though. You yeah, know what that, it is? Everything was you bullet spongy in that game. Yeah, you know very bullet videos where people are parkouring and doing really cool tricks. Well, Brink is one of those games where they're doing cool tricks and then they die afterwards. Yeah, so, right. It's just not a good. Yeah, thing. the guys who like jump. Oh, dude, I, I get like tingles in my hands like yeah, seeing those yeah, people who like leap off of buildings and and like land on stair sets. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Tom <laughs> so, cruising. He's Tom cruising it. Um, because yep. uh, Tom Cruise broke his ankle, right? Yeah, he broke his he ankle did. doing yeah, that last week. Um, production stuff. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, I think that when you look at like Lawbreakers and you look at Brink, Brink's cho- uh, choice, Brink's also going up against Dirty Bomb, and Dirty Bomb's a better game. But that's kind of I didn't, kind of I, I didn't like it. Was fun. It, it, it. It has fallen off the horse. I was just saying, I think that their idea is we have nothing else to do, so let's try free to play. Honestly, I, I and mean, I think microtransactions might or, help them. Or they, they could just be, because look, look how old Brink is. There's pro- yeah. There was probably no one playing it. They're like, why not? Let, let's just test it out and see. Let's just world this. It's let's, just like, let's just do it. Fill okay. it with microtransactions. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I'm wrong when I say this because you said there are numbers of people playing it, but no one wanted this, I feel like. You know, oh, I, yeah. Exactly. Maddie, you just proved the point. No one wanted it, yeah. and they had a huge influx of numbers. But, but you know it, what it was? It, which I think makes sense and I feel for like kids just downloaded it for, as a meme. They were like, <laughs> it, it, Brink it's, sucks. It's not even that, Let's see not how even bad that it no is. one wanted it, right? It, it's not even just like no one wanted it. No one knew that they didn't want it because no one fucking remembers Brink. That, and that, now people that, are talking it, about okay, it. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's, that's true. It's just, so yeah, are I'm, there I'm, microtransactions? Do they stand to gain anything, or are they just like, yeah, let's just give it away? Like, can, can I be honest here? Can, this is my guess. And I don't know what the hell has happened to this game, but this could be a test for Battlecry, wherever the fuck that game is. Oh, wow. Battlecry. Jesus. I forgot about Battlecry. Yeah. That just stunned me. I had forgot all about that game. I don't know, but we don't know. It it could be a test for whatever comes from the canceled development of Battlecry, but what happened to that game? Hang on. I don't know, man. That was a game that we talked about a lot, too. Yeah. It had a cool art style. Wait, Brink. Look, Brink has over seven hundred thousand pl- like owners. All right, and in the last two weeks, there's been uh, thirty-seven thousand plus or minus five thousand people. So it's like yeah. it's not dead. Again, it's more than Lawbreakers. Hmm. And remember, it was at eight hundred prior to the F- yeah, yeah, F- and, and shot so up talking. to thirty-seven thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, again, sometimes you don't do these kind of things unless you're in a die you know you're in the corner and you're getting your ass kicked and you decide to punch somebody in the balls to try to get yourself a breather and that sort of brink was like we either die or we two worlds this bitch and we fill it with i'm actually right, looking that's a to good see that's a good example actually this. two worlds yeah that's a really good example of a game that just totally came back from the dead and gained a player base this is yeah. from the same developer as dirty bomb though which is weird wait really wait what splash damage Oh, yeah. Didn't Splash Damage make uh, Fuse? And Batman Alchem Origins? Those guys have had some problems. Well, Batman. I was going to say, they've made some. They've been all over the place, man. They have. They have. They're they're just like a crazy girlfriend. Yeah, I have no clue. (laughs) I have no clue. They're all all over the place. It just dawned on me. Arkham Origins, 
which I sort of liked. I know a lot of people Doom hated. 3 okay, multiplayer. Uh, yeah, Doom 3 multiplayer until they were pulled they, off. They've of done it. a lot of multi. They, they did Gears of War Ultimate Edition multiplayer too. So. Wait, knows, they did, I'm sorry, they did what? Gears of War Ultimate Edition, the multiplayer. They've done that. Oh, that's okay. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Actually. They did. They helped out with Gears of War 4 too. There you go. Dirty Bomb's good, man. I, I played a decent amount of Dirty Bomb for when I first got my new PC. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. So, I mean, they're not all bad, but yeah, they've, like, character, they've got some troubles. But look, I, I see this as, like, why the hell not? I mean, you had a game that was floundering. No one was buying it. It had 800 right. players. Like, what, what? what's the harm here? The fact that to, 800 to turn people to decided to spend their day playing Brink. <laughs> I mean... If if those thirty thousand people that downloaded it for free, each of which spent fifty cents, <laughs> it's a, it, they've made money it's from it. Like, marginal. It, it's thing. marginal, but again, I don't even think that's their their concern here. No, it could be not, market I mean, testing. Yeah, I was gonna say it's absolutely got to be a test. Yeah, you know, it what, could be like maybe they're doing a prank too. Okay, <laughs> oh, so yeah. right now, right now, looking at Lawbreakers, you're talking it's got a PCCU of six hundred and ninety four, where Brink. Um, had god damn it I went away from Brink's page Brink's page that's uh, concurrent the top concurrent number of players yeah and the, or sorry Dirty Bomb right Dirty Bomb or Brink which one are we Dirty Bomb concurrent. yeah Dirty Dirty Brink is the one that just went full free to play yeah yeah and it's got it's at um, it's at uh, almost 3,000 yeah yeah so it, it it's I I mean it's so weird. I guess, yeah, I guess they did. They must have just... I, I, I always want to know what the developers had, like what numbers, because, you know, they, they're, they're scouring through all their numbers, like what numbers they had and decided Brinks. Just so you know, Maddie, here's why they did it. The PCCU prior was 13 people in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And you're now yeah. at almost 2,500, 3,000. I just want to know... How at Bethesda it comes up as a conversation topic. <laughs> They're just sitting yeah. at a table. Anyone fucking remember Brink? <laughs> no. And Dude, they like look no. up the numbers. They see 13 people. They're like, that's not respectable. Let's make it free to play. Yeah. It's, sure. It's the, it's Done. the family reunion where you never invite the one uncle who's always drunk. It's just like you don't talk about it. You show up and people are like, Brink. And you're all, didn't somebody else make that? And they're like, no, I thought we did. I don't know. But anyway, those are good muffins. And you just talk about something else. Cause, I mean, sometimes you, sometimes a game doesn't work out. And I bet you they're like us where you do a video and you're like, I'd rather not talk about that video right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we deleted that video. We should never. Or speak on with your that. resume, you just leave it open, and they're like, "So there was a two-year period, and year like, yeah, yeah no. I had a heartburn. It was yeah. uh, lasted Europe for a sabbatical. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I guess yeah, they're they're probably just doing it for you know sake of the. I don't know. They're just fucking doing it. We we look too deep into things. Let's move on well, to the next here. piece of. Uh, oh, you got more? No, I was no. just gonna say that. They did, and I think, um, depending on the microtransactions in there, if there are, I'm sure there are, unless they just said it's free, which is also very cool. Uh, yeah. Either way, it also allows them to see, is there an audience, do you know, uh, get some more data on it and stuff like that. Data is always good for them to yeah. look at and go, oh, okay, people are liking this and not liking this. So. Yeah, I think I think what was on the money with a, a test for the future, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, next bit of news, uh, still revolving around Bethesda here. We're going to be talking about VR. Bethesda Game Studio has made some VR-related announcements. Skyrim for the VR, or for the PSVR, I'm sorry, is coming out on November 17th. 
Fallout 4 VR is coming out exclusively for the HTC Vive December 12th. And also in just Bethesda VR news, uh, Doom VFR is coming out to the PSVR and HTC Vive on December 1st. So VR support's getting some pretty quality games and big games at that. I, I, I was reading a review of Skyrim VR, and the person was talking about, even though you can play the game with a the controller, they played it standing up, and you had to do the whole, you click and point, and you transport from place to place, otherwise you get sick, VR thing. And they were just saying, it's just like the, not the best way to play Skyrim. And, it, it, and even on its own, it, they weren't having a good time. I just interesting. I, I don't know, man. Like f- for me, VR is way too. Ex- it's still way too expensive. Even yeah. with the price drops and stuff, it's still like a thousand dollars plus to get a uh, Vive here or an Oculus here. Um, if I want to get a PS4, you have to buy the console and get VR. But is one game like Skyrim enough to, for me to buy an entire new console and the headset? Nah, I, I have no interest in VR. What would be really interesting because one thing Bethesda does well is their world design in general where you'll see like a street sign and it'll tell you exactly where something is. So what would be really cool is if you turned off the HUD entirely and played like Skyrim in VR. That would be cool. That would, I think that would be really an interesting way to play. That's why I said when I tested out Fallout 4 VR, I said the only complaint I had was much like what that person, whatever article you were reading. Um, I didn't like the teleportation either. And, um, I, I, thought they kind of got rid of it because when i was looking at the fallout 4 vr trailer it looks like they were walking around but i could be wrong but it could have been a controller it it, it, most likely they'll have uh i I think now um steam is recommending uh three control modes at minimum for all vr games so all right so i I would assume and i will tell people you know you're talking to somebody who actually legitimately puked after playing a VR game. <laughs> so at, with Cadiz, who doesn't get uh, sick, and he he had to stop gaming that day. So, yeah. and, and over time, you do get, your brain sort of figures out, okay, this isn't real, and you get a little bit more accustomed to it. Um, but some people will be sick no matter what in VR, even w- with not moving. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I just had some people come over, and I was like, hey, check out the Vive. And sitting game, not really doing very much, and they were so fucking sick it was like <laughs> i felt like i had actually hurt the person and they ended up going home so i i think you're gonna have that all the time and i think teleportation is a great way for some people to play i don't like it too much um but i get why it's there because some games depending on what you're looking at will make you sick the problem with fallout 4 to me is that most of the time what you'll do is you'll frame using graphics you'll frame something that is yep. stuck and then your brain has a much better time. Well, what do you frame except for maybe a headpiece or a visor? And then you're sort of, you're sort of fucking it up anyway. Yeah, I, I played Skyrim VR with a mod back in the day uh, on the Vive, and then I played it now recently, actually officially supported. And I have to say, I really liked it. But that's just me. I mean, I, I don't know Skyrim why Skyrim on the VR is going to be great. It yeah, it, and even the botched shitty um, like patch that you have to get run in to get it to work on the vr headsets back in the day it was it was pretty cool at times it made me sick but here's the problem i mean now like we've always said that the only way that vr is going to succeed is if we if we have triple a's getting their games on there yeah i guarantee you every major publisher is looking at how well bethesda is going to be doing with skyrim and and fallout vr and all that shit and if if they don't succeed what's where's the incentive for third-party publishers to start releasing their bigger Mm -hmm. games on there 
It won't I mean, be. This, It'll be this for same, a third this party. This seems like an experiment just, just by Bethesda because, you know, let's try it and let's see how it goes. That's I mean, at the end of the day, it is. Yeah. It's, they're good at but PS4, sorry, it's PSVR or whatever it's called. Yeah. I think it has like over a million uh, headsets out there. That's mm-hmm. your audience for uh, Skyrim VR. The problem is, uh, and, you know, I'm a VR fan. Like, that's why I bought every headset, because yeah. I, I was a big fan. But um, the PSVR has some ancient tech in it. And it, yeah. one of the when it comes with movement in particular and the camera, you're, you got to remember, it's just looking at you. And yeah. so it, its fidelity is thousands of times lower than, oh, a, than a lighthouse. So I was just going to say... I, I think that people are testing, but I think what may happen is we already know that there's two other third-party companies releasing headsets yeah. next year. I could see companies with a wireless headset and with one that looks a little better than the HTC, HTC releasing it at a lower cost and third parties looking at that as their like next jumping in point. Because mm-hmm. I don't see the vibe or the rift suddenly magically catching on again. Well, like, and apparently HTC is trying to sell off its VR business too. So really? there are those rumors. Yeah, well, that's interesting. There were rumors of it for sure. Fallout yeah. Four exclusively. Then that's really strange. Well, that's because there were rumors. No one knows why they were yeah, selling. No, it. That's no, like no Square Enix selling Hitman. Hitman's awesome and was making them money, and they sold it. So you can't really <laughs> figure yeah, out. True, you can't really be surprised yep. by anything. You know what, though, I do want to give a, a shout out. Um, wireless HTC Vive. Pretty fucking fantastic. Yeah. yeah. The, the oh, are, dude. Just the wire. That's the most exactly. disorienting thing for me is when I'm moving around, I feel like 40 fucking wires on my shoulder. Oh. And it works, man. Like, I put it on and I was the first person to be like, no fucking way is this going to work. And I, after like just a couple seconds of playing uh, the Dungeon and Dragons game that looks like Zelda. Oh, I can't remember. Um, Mysterious Dungeon or something. And then, uh, and then uh, the shooter, pirate, trainer, and a couple others. I don't even know the VR games, to tell you the truth. The ability to move around without any cable going in the back of your head is, it it changes how it feels, because your brain, it's one more step away from worrying about anything around you. And it is fucking fun. Like, if Maddie came to my place, I would set you up either with wireless or the hangers. The new, Mm -hmm. you can get the things that hang from the ceiling, so it's on a bungee, and it's a little easier to take as well. So... I can I can imagine just a side view of you sitting there with like the wire <laughs> your head looking like some Trust fucking me. alien. Feel like fucking sector from Mortal Kombat that's or something. Exactly, exactly <laughs> what you look like. Like you think that's the thing with VR. You have to turn off your fucking cool meter. You have to be like, I'm gonna look sweaty. The headset's gonna be nasty when you grab it from me. And we're just gonna yeah. all have to be okay, like a like yeah. you know, like you're huddled together yeah, for warmth. Be, be in a locker room. <laughs> a bunch of you guys yeah. on the same team. Have to, like we will not talk of it tomorrow, but today let's have fun. <laughs> what happens in VR stays in VR. Yeah, damn it. True. It's true. How about Doom VR though? I thought that was probably you know that that seems like a good fit because a lot of the games we've been seeing go to VR are these first-person shooter arena style games, but Doom can kind of do that where you know you enter those. I call them challenge rooms where, you know, you got to like destroy the hive and you're getting attacked by 40 fucking demons. And with the teleportation in that game and being able to mow down all these enemies with different kinds of weapons and still go through an actual story mode that was pretty good. I think this is an excellent fit for VR. And this is for both PSVR and HTC Vive. 
Look, I, I don't Rizzi. disagree. Abs- like, look, I, I think VR at the end of the day is, is a very cool concept. Like the time that I tried it, it was PSVR, and you were mentioning something before about fidelity, Carry. I mean, especially when you're used to PC gaming, you chuck yeah. PSVR right up to your <laughs> eyes. You notice the you know the alias thing. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> no, it's, it's not really bad. But yeah, no, you, you can tell like the jagged edges of the of the textures and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but I still think it's cool, and I still think it has potential. But it's a chicken and the egg argument here. Yeah. I mean, and then you talked about Doom. I think Doom would be amazing in VR. I mean, how much fun would that be? You know, shoving that that up to your face and believing you're actually shooting down demons. It'd be sweet. But it, the question is, are those games enough for me to buy a VR headset? Mm. Probably right. not. And um, you're absolutely right. What's what blows me away that developers have not done because Doom is a dark game, even in its light moments. And it blows me away because if you play any bright games, Everspace being one, Everspace is a fairly bright space shooter that's uh, that works with VR. And a bright screen helps so much because the dark pixel lines that you see get get blurred out by the light coming from the screen. Mm-hmm. And so the difference between like let's say Elite Dangerous. And Everspace is night and day. The uh, uh, what's the Double Fine game I reviewed? Um, Psychonauts, uh, something in time or whatever. Oh, I can't remember, but it's a VR uh, d- Double Fine game, and it was cartoony and bright, and it looked really good. Okay. So what I would like them to do is fix the subpixel issue, which PSVR does somewhat, but um, and then and then add your resolution, and then. Um, and then just release it at a much cheaper price point. That's, I mean, I don't, there's nothing else that gets people to more interested. Look at Xbox One X. It's launched for a little bit less than I think some people thought. And it's the highest it's you know, pre-order set. So it's well, fucking yeah. selling out everywhere. I think That's price excellent. matters more than people fucking think. Or not people. You know, like companies. They need to start. It's got to be the razor and the fucking razor blades. They got to go back to that. Because mm. in, the, in the old day when they did... More people will a- were able to take a chance. No one can take a chance. If every fucking company is selling at super high prices, you can't take a chance anywhere. And I would love to see a Vive that fucking, I know this is going to sound crazy to people, but like 200 bucks for the headset and one lighthouse, which it does have a single mode, and no no things. So somebody can say, okay, I just want to go in with a controller. Like, yeah, call it the yeah, controller. And, and that's fine. And, and I know people, like, usually you read reviews and people are like, well, it's the best way to play it is without the controller and stuff. I'm like, but you're talking about gamers that are used to, for so many years, <laughs> SLI playing with a controller. With... <laughs> yeah, no, no, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, if, yeah, they, if, sure. if they want to be able to have a lower price point, lower entry point, and just experience VR, even if it's with a controller, one, they're comfortable with a controller, so that might be a good transition point. And two, they're not spending another 100 to $200 on this motion controller, which do they really need to be able to experience VR? No, they do not. And mm. we, I will say, um, I think a killer app, I think some of these games have already been killer apps too, and they just, because of the number of people buying the systems, they can't become a killer app. There's just not enough. But I will say one thing. I sometimes wonder if it's going to be something social. And the reason why is we played Dungeon and Dragons two weekends ago in VR. And we used something called VR Chat, which allows for people to create levels in 3D you can walk around. That so, is fucking genius. Dude, you have no fucking clue how cool this is. Like, I, oh. thought was, I thought it was going to be stupid. And you can use your telephone in Google Glass or just any telephone if you use uh, VR Bridge. Yeah. Or you use your Vive. So I was like... Let's let's go in here. And we walked around. I, I identified the different levels that would make sense as a story. And I'm like, okay, I'm the DM. 
and it has like thumbs. It doesn't have thumbs up, thumbs down yet, but it's got like smiley face. It's got some emoticons. But the cool thing is, it's got a shit ton of avatars, including monsters. But it also has the ability to get a link to download their program to create your own avatar and then upload it to your database on your own system, and then it goes out to the game. So Very we were cool. playing D and D, and like there was an orc standing there. There was like a, a you know a dude who looked like Neo from the Matrix. There was and you were just like okay, what <laughs> so I, I gotta ask because I, I just started playing D and D about a month, two months ago, maybe month and a half ago. Um, how do you build these levels? So let's say so I, my my campaign there, says we're going to an ice cavern. You, then there's probably an ice cavern because there was like two thousand levels. But if there isn't, oh, then they have Unity, and it's a download, and you can create it with assets from the store for like ninety nine cents. Like wow. it, that's the yeah, dude. I'm not. This is no joking around. Like I, I thought it was going to be cheesy because I'm a big fan of no miniatures. I'm a big fan of just people at a table. It's a lot of cerebral stuff. So I was like, I don't know if I want graphics show. You know, like a, a door being where I don't want it to be. Whatever. We went into a bar. They they have a bar with music playing, like jazz and fucking drink sounds, like. Tink, and we we started the game there. And I mean, people with just little cell phones were like, "This is the fucking cool." I can see him. Like, walk over there, and then I can change my avatar at any time. So I was becoming NPCs, like, with one button. You're just like, doom, 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 and you're an award. And then, and then you're the like, end, you can approach the player. and Yeah. That... yeah. And I even emailed Holy him, and I said, do you have a dice roller? And he's like, I, why? And I'm like, well, dude, a lot of us want to play D&D. We record it for YouTube. And the developer responded, and he's like, I'm on it. And he's like, That's, that is that is Very legitimately cool. an awesome idea. So that if you get a chance, so cool. check it out. Because you can Absolutely. even check it out with your normal cell phone right now using Absolutely. VR Bridge. I, I definitely will because I love D and D, and like I was thinking to myself, like, how could you? I wouldn't say bring it to life, right? But like, really, you know, you can put yourself there in your head and with like a really cool table setup. But like, I mean, that sounds like what I I've been trying to think something. of. Dude, I gotta tell you, there was one level right when you ended. We were done, and I saw this level, and it said like statue in sand, and I was like, oh, maybe it's like Planet of the Apes or something. I loaded it up, which is another positive. It loads incredibly fast. I loaded up the new level, and it was the coolest thing I think I've ever seen, and it was so basic, but all it was was like a desert landscape with this giant, like, ten stories tall, stuck into the sand and, like, trying to get out of the sand, but he was massive, and he was, like, screaming. And I was like, do you know how fucking amazing this would have been for, like, a sci-fi game to start here or end here as the last battle or end here is the last puzzle. Wow. I mean, there is so fucking much cool stuff a so, people who are social can do. And that's what I'm wondering if somebody will go, oh, you know what? Like, it may be a game, but let's let's make it easy for a DM. Let's, let's put mm -hmm. a couple of these. Let's make it easy for this group and see where it goes from there. Because mm. there was a lot of people in there. Oh, there was a shit ton of people in there. So That's, yeah. that's epic. That, check it out. That, see, that's a VR title that gets me excited. I don't think... The problem is with the titles. I, I think it's just that we need to see games start supporting it alongside their launch. Like we saw it with yeah. Uh, yeah. Resident Evil. That was a really good fit. Um, but like, for example, we're seeing Final Fantasy 15 out of first person mode. Instead of doing a fishing VR game, it would be interesting just to why not put it in VR too? I mean, all racing games. Yeah, should have. Yeah, for, exactly. For all racing games. Absolutely. I think that's a must. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think. This is a good step forward. Bethesda taking a chance, maybe setting a, a standard, or rather, less of a standard, but letting other companies see how their experiment does, seeing if it increases unit sales yeah. at all, and uh, maybe we'll start seeing more VR support now. 
That fucking so. Dungeons and Dragons VR. Oh, I gotta hopefully. check that out. VR chat, and you need um, VR bridge for your cell phone to work. And it, even with that, it will. You'll be able to see what I'm talking about. Okay. You should do it like ASAP because it Absolutely. is pretty. No, I'm, I'm doing it like after this because my friends and I we're starting a new campaign in like a month. So oh, okay. so I got definitely got to look into that. Next piece of news on the other side of the industry, less about the uh, Western games and more about those JRPG. Actually, this isn't a JRPG. I'm sorry, but just the Japanese game in general. Attack on Titan Two. The game was revealed and is going to be releasing early 2018. Dude, you talk about it, Carrie. I'm out of this. Oh, you do you not you know? Do, you, did you play it? No, you no. Never, have so you even you, watched it? No, I've watched it. Yeah. Okay. But you oh, guys you. can take it away. Okay. Yeah. Well, then you can speak I, on it to some extent. Yeah, I can't even remember half of what I saw, but I do know naked giants without dicks running around yeah. is always fun. How and, do they uh, have sex? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to know. But yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I'm we excited don't. for it. I'm yeah, excited. For I. It. See, I th- I'd say last year, was it last year that the first Attack on Titan game came out, I think? Yeah. That was one of the more surprising games I played. That was absolutely a hidden gem in, in my book because I remember a-, a lot of shows I watch, I think to myself, okay, like, how can I make a game about this? Like, I've been watching right. Daredevil lately. I'm like, what would make a really cool Daredevil game? Uh, but anyway, back on topic. To be a the- Batman game. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> With Attack on Titan, I, I always looked at it and I'm like, how do you get this gameplay down? How do you get the traversal down? How yeah. it's just so many different things going into it, and it had been tried, I think, twice before. Like one of them was a 3DS game, or it might have been once before. Um, and you know, then we see this new one coming out, and I'm like, I don't know if it's going to work well. And the combat was fantastic. It was just like the TV show. The art style matched the TV show. Um, you know, the the resource management. That was a really cool addition to the game. It, it could get grindy for players, I think, because you, you kind of go into the same maps and do the same thing. But, I mean, that combat was so, so satisfying, especially with online co-op with your friends. That was such a good game. And so I'm I'm really excited to see they're doing a second one about the second season already. I thought that was going to be, like, 2019 by the time they announced it. Did they say what, um, like, if there are any improvements or changes to systems? Have they got that far? Just an announcement of the game with a reveal Just- trailer. And, of course, Aaron Yeager's fucking screaming his head off the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that it's weird that these Dynasty Warriors games, or ones built like them, have, have started taking IPs that aren't theirs and actually done a good job with them versus just using them for their mm-hmm. IP. So the more of these that we see, the more chance of seeing ones I'm really super, super interested in because I wasn't a big... I, I'm not an anime fan, so okay. I I think that that kind of or or most, but I think that uh, all I wish them is luck because if they do, then we'll start to see more of the. I mean, there's a lot of really cool stuff that I think a Dynasty Warrior style game can do, and that engine, Absolutely. like it, it, they just haven't. Sometimes I just don't think they they pick the right choices. I think that was a good choice, and then there was the Dragon Dragon Quest. Yeah, I never played that one. Dragon Quest, dude. Heroes. It was insanely good. The first one, wow. at least I thought, um, for for that kind of game. We got to remember, they're not great games. Yeah, they're, it's on like a different standard. It's case by case. It is. Cases. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it's good, man. It's good. I'm glad to see him do it. I'm glad to see him do it quickly versus yeah. five years from now. 
It's interesting because we're seeing changes with the style of game those Dynasty Warrior games are becoming because the ninth one is going to be open, open world. world. Yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, that's a really interesting choice. So Ride, your, works ride your horse around China until it dies because yeah. you're not going to be able to cross it. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be weird. <laughs> are the people just going to be behind you like, and you're just running the entire time? But if you're not and you're on a horse, do they run behind you? The, I, like, yeah, I'm dying I can't to see how they to do see. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it could be, be so a train hilarious. wreck or they could do something <laughs> really smart. And you're like, all right. Maddie, here's how they here's how they do it. They do it like a train wreck on purpose. Yeah. So, like, you're on your horse and those dudes are just behind you running. And just, like, don't get too serious about it, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it can't be serious. Yeah, you're taking is, 20 guys in a single slash of a spear. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, can't be realistic. I, but yeah, so what I'm thinking is like with that format, it's going to be interesting to see what IPs they take on. And are they going to apply like, okay, now we not only do like these big beat em up games, but we also do open world alongside them. Because yeah. I mean, what you've what I've noticed personally is that these Dynasty Warriors style games always are really good for fan service, uh, like Hyrule Warriors. And so I, I think it would be it's just another opportunity for, you know, uh, a developer or a publisher to find a good partner and make something yep. special. So yeah. We could go on all day about X warriors and just fill in that X with I, any title you want and how cool it well, would Well, what sound. about Lone? So Lone says he hasn't played. Have you played any of them, Lone? The Dynasty Warriors games? Dynasty Samurai and, Warriors, Warriors and is, it, is it because Is it because of the reason why I assume is that they look and play a certain way? No, it's oh, it's okay. the same, the exact same reason why I haven't played many other games because I went through a period where I just didn't play many video games and mm-hmm. like all right, so let, let's put it this way yeah I went through a period it was Xbox 360 period which was stupid and I and I, I regret this shit but all I ever played was Call of Duty and and I'm assuming more a lot of people did that too and then I got to a period where I was in university so I didn't play many games so I couldn't play many things and when I did I'd play Fallout all the d- damn time and then like. When I started working as a full-time do- job and doing YouTube, I didn't really have time for games. Now I'm actually playing games because I'm, ma- I'm making sure I stream. So, yeah. I'm, like, really, it's been in the past year that I'm actually catching up on games that I've always wanted to play. So right. when people are like, Lone, you're going to play Mass Effect? I'm like, yes, it's on my list. I'm getting there. You're going to play this. And and the way that I'm getting rid of my backlog, and I think this is the best way for anyone that feels like they're out of the loop with video games, look what's coming out You know, in, in the following year. And play the games proceeding to get ready for that game. So, for example, let's say it's Wolfenstein 2. Play the original Wolfenstein. Let's say it's Evil Within 2. Play Evil Within. Let's say it's uh, Assassin's Creed Origin. At the very least, play the first Assassin's Creed and the Ezio trilogy. You know what I mean? And then when those games come around, you can play them. like 100 plus hours of gameplay. Not really. Not not necessarily. Maybe not the first Um, one. I'm sorry, but 2 is long. mm. You don't think 2 Brotherhood? Brotherhood is fucking long. Two is like twenty, but depends how you play. Yeah, I mean, if you're not two is like twenty shit. hours. But I'm saying, like, you could you can look at games that are coming out, play games to get ready for them, and then when those come, the new games come out, you play them and you feel like you're still in with the community. You can talk about the game with everyone else. You don't feel excluded. That's the way I'm approaching video game playing nowadays, and it's it's working out really really well. So for instance, another game, Shadow of War. I played Shadow of Mordor. And now when that game, yeah, I know. But when that game comes out, I can talk about it with everyone. So that's why, you know, I haven't played many, like many different games, but I'm getting there. Hmm. Yeah, I'd no, like I, I to see agree. somebody like yourself play one. Because uh, uh, the reason why is because they're not, they're not B tier. I don't even know, Maddie, what you call 
a fucking it's dynasty league of its own. <laughs> it's a it is they're they're cookie cutter but at the time there's just enough like fan service or there's just enough cool combat that some people like it's very odd that they're it's still being made satisfying too. it's like your brain's like this is the same thing matt you're killing 900 enemies you're hitting the yeah. square and triangle but it's so like yeah and i'm killing 900 yeah, enemies. Yeah, i'm like yeah but i am <laughs> devastating them in the coolest way possible so it's really satisfying it's yeah. it's a junk food game i also call it i think that's it's where i'd true. tear it you just you, yeah you kick your legs up you're not really getting to a story although they do try to tell one and some fans do appreciate it uh but did you me, play just, the good no, i was just saying i'm just there to, to kick the shit out of things did you play the one where they tried to do real and it was like you could get French legions? It was um hundred something. It no. was it wasn't a Dynasty Warriors, but it was identical to that. It was a three sixty game as well. Fuck, wish I could remember. Shoot, because I was really impressed by that. It, the, the thing is, is um, I would love for the new technology that we have now called graphics cards that are newer than five years ago for those mm-hmm. guys to fix their engine though. Yeah, their engine the the environments are horrendous. <laughs> to the point of being like an ice rink and you're this it's a terrible it's like one bit textures and shit it's like that is where some attention needs to be uh focused a little bit is on yeah. bringing up the you know nine thousand guys that don't react to you that's okay because i can shoot them all and it's funny but when the world looks that bland i think that people tune out yeah and, and i would like to see it i think better. It's a lot like uh, carrying on from our conversation from last week about Nier, where we were saying, like, what games would we want to see Platinum work on? I think it's that same thing with the Warriors games. It's like, what other titles could we see them work on? It works out for everyone. We get fan service. We get a quality game, usually. Uh, Maybe not always the Platinum, but we're talking Warriors now. Um, We get good fun, and everyone makes money. So, works out pretty well. Yeah. And everyone makes money. Yep. Everyone (laughs) makes money. Everyone's rich. Yep. Uh, next topic is Injustice 2 DLC. The characters that have been added to the roster are Hellboy, Black Manta, and is it Raiden or Raiden? Raiden. Raiden. It's Raiden. Okay, I was going to say Raiden, so... Uh, no, but, no, no, technically, you, you read it, it should be pronounced Raiden. Yeah. But yeah. you say Raiden. Well, yeah. just because like, I'm thinking Metal Gear, and I think Raiden, it's Raiden. and then I was yeah, watching yeah. a news update for it, and they're like, Raiden's been added, and I'm like, fuck, which is it? So, all right, yeah. Raiden. Nah, Mortal Kombat fans will kill you if you ever said Raiden. Ooh, so. They'd fatality me. Uh, 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 all right, what do you guys think about oh, these uh, DLC I fucking, dude, I'm so excited. Really? Sorry. No, I'm don't fuck. Yeah, don't jump right into cool, it. I know, I know you I, love Injustice. So too. I love Injustice, but Hellboy? Fuck yeah. And not mm. only that, what they continue to do is understand the fans of comic books don't need 77 fucking Superman. Like, they don't need to have the same guys all the time. So Hellboy's different. That kind of stuff, Conti- uh, X, uh, Mortal Kombat X with Jason and Alien, like the Alien shows up and you're like, I would never have thought of that. They are a company that no, not a lot of people give them the props for experimenting with some weird shit on their DLC and making it interesting. Their mm-hmm. DLC is not the shit you always expect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's usually a character that you do expect with two or three that you don't. And then here's a place that you expect with, and to me fucking Hellboy, like Blue Beetle in the original game. Characters I never thought they would Fire put. Firestorm was in another one. Firestorm, yeah, you're sitting there going, okay, okay, who? Okay, yeah. and then and then here's what happens. Comic book fans get excited because their characters have never been in a fighting game or a game before because they're smaller. That's one way. Second way, Mortal Kombat fans or Injustice fans look at it and go, who? And they buy a comic book. Case in point, like myself. I, I think I bought like mm. nine comic books based on the characters I didn't know. 
that kind of stuff is fantastic, man. And also, it happens to have one of the best fighters. I still think that uh, that uh, what's her name, the chick who screams. Um, oh, uh, Black Canary. Black Canary's fighting styles, fucking wicked. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I, I just think I, I'm excited for it, and I wish they had more DLC characters because I think they only have one set after this. Yeah, yeah, they do three. See, for me, my, my biggest issue with Injustice 2 is not the game. It is the community. not And not rather the fandom, but the multiplayer. The uh, projectile spammers. Hate oh. it. Hate it. Yeah. I, Why don't, I don't you know. just... Yeah. Gotcha. It's just, I, I know there are people who say... Just get good, man. He's like, I am good. I just don't like to fight through people who just stand it's on not, the other end of the arena fun, and just not, yeah. shoot at me. You know, and I'm burning my meter, rolling to them, just kicking them out for a combo, it's, and they just keep like shooting playing, me. It's like playing Street Fighter with every other character is either Ryu or Ken or Akuma. And it's Hadouken yeah. every three seconds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was pretty good. Fucking stop. Or whatever he says when he does his jump spin. I have no clue what he says. I just put sounds together. Did we talk about this? We did. I said what I thought it was, which was like. He was like, no, dude, that's not at all. Because I thought it was sounds. And then, and then Lone it's was a like, Japanese dude, no, word. It's, 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 uh, yeah, and I'm all, yeah, but back in the pixelated fucking horrible sound chip days, you'd you be know, in the arcade, and it'd be all, yeah. and you're like, that's not, uh, almost. That's not speech. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can barely, yeah. in the old Ninja Turtles games, make out the, like, Kawabunga. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they do the subtitle, and you'd be all, it sounds just like Kawabunga, yeah. because you saw the subtitle. Wow, this is realistic. <laughs> um. But so you're having problems with the projectiles, uh, uh, spammers, spammers on the yeah. online community. Um, can you play? Do you enjoy the local multiplayer yeah, or the? Um, I play multiplayer. Gotcha. You know that type of stuff. I, I play offline. It's yeah. That's the thing is I don't blame the game for the community. Sure, some people could say, oh, you know, if the developers didn't put in projectiles, but no, they're not going to do that. Um, and I don't expect them to do that. <laughs> yeah, it would be really interesting. It just wouldn't fit the cast of characters, though, because there are games like uh, Tekken, Tekken 7. I play that way more than Injustice because I like the close-up hand-to-hand combat. I really like... I think it's on a different type of skill tier. Uh, and I'm not saying that like I'm fucking amazing at Tekken and, and that Injustice is beneath me, but just that I like that style of battle better. Where I mean, you can use a, I say this in quotes, projectile in Tekken 7, but, like, if you equip your character with a gun, but, oh my god, it takes so long to take out and shoot that, like, the person you're playing against has to suck to get hit by it. So, with Injustice, yeah, I I play offline, I I like, I haven't bought any of the DLC characters, um, just because I want to see the full roster before I commit to any of them. Like, I thought the last pack, it was really cool that they added Starfire. I like her a lot. And so, um, I like this batch too, but I don't know shit about Hellblade, or Hellboy. I almost said Hellblade. Um, the only weird thing with me is he was smoking a cigarette. I'm like, he fucking smokes cigars. What are you talking about, bro? That was the only really weird thing. Yeah, with everyone's Hellboy. talking about that, and that's like their biggest issue with him. They're like, because <laughs> I think he's smoking a cigarette instead of a cigar or something along those lines. Oh, and, and that is weird. So, um, here's the thing. I do want to speak a little bit about your online woes. Last uh, about three weeks ago, we had a composer on, and then afterwards, we were talking to some people who were at that. Um, studio and there was a discussion about uh, basically a weighted inverse choice for multiplayer which is something that two or three companies done it hasn't worked perfectly but I like the idea which is basically the more you lose the more you have a chance to affect the choices for the multiplayer so uh, for example 
Injustice allows for multiverse planets in the in the in the game that do different things. It would be cool if a person who lost a couple times had the ability to choose where you were going to fight and on what planet. You could choose a planet that didn't allow projectiles. Very and interesting. Yeah. and what happens is so the worse then you get a chance to make a choice that might help you out and makes the other person have to do a different style of combat. Interesting idea. And yeah, and I like the idea of it. It's weighted. We had talked about it, and they they were trying to figure out, you know, how to get it to work in some. It, it only works in some games because you you might have a cheater who's like, I'm going to lose on purpose. But the cool thing about injustice and those games is there's a reason why these guys are spamming because they want to win. Yeah. So they will usually beat you, and then you would have more of a choice to say, okay, boom, we're fighting on multiverse seven seven. Because that to me is where I think injustice has its strengths is the multiverse stuff. To mm-hmm. to say this planet's tilting. This planet's on fire all the time. Those are my favorite. And so the ability to sort of allow people who aren't doing so well to have a tiny bit more of a choice, um, I would think would be, uh, might work. But I don't know if they'll ever do it. I just, I, 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 I suck, or I hate hearing people yeah. having those issues. Well, yeah, because my thing is that it's also just more enjoyable because it's a fighting game. Like, I want to, if I'm playing you online, I want to fight you. I want to get up close. I right. want us to test each other's Not skills. Just yeah, not yeah, and like so for me, so for me, it's like the idea of someone just sitting back and shooting me. It's like I, I almost always throw in the match because I'm like I don't want to fight you anyway. You know, like yeah. it's 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 like I'm probably gonna lose this fight, and that's frustrating in its own right. But once again, it's just because of the player, and, and so like I just find myself getting angry that they're just playing that way, and so I'm just like you know what I'll just move on to the next battle, and sometimes I'll just run into multiple spammers in a row. So it's you know I, I just don't enjoy it. You know what would be a good um, way to defeat that? Tell me if this would work. What if all the characters... You know how all the characters in every Mortal Kombat have something special? Like it used to be multiple martial arts, yeah. then it was this. Yep, yep. What if What if there was a button combo or press that you could do in the battle that would steal the other person's special abilities powers for a certain amount of time? Or like maybe, maybe Shang Tsung or something. Yeah, and maybe even destroy yours. I, I'm just thinking out loud here. But what it does is... It allows for the possibility, which is what matters. It doesn't matter that it can always happen or never happens. Possibility is where, like, true fun comes from fighting games. Mm -hmm. The possibility of this. The possibility of stealing somebody's power so that they have to actually perform those specific combos. And um, I would, I sort of like the idea of that and uh, of something like that built into a fighter or all the fighters in the next one. um, Or something like that that sort of... it, it could know. be that, or he it could be, an, like, I don't know, if you ever played as a Kuma in Street Fighter, yeah, where he has that kind of shift move, where he'll, like, kind of teleport through special moves, yeah. and, like, and through a character, have something like that, where if someone keeps spamming projectiles, you can actually just use that move, pass through his projectile, and then they're vulnerable for a hit, and then at least that makes it a little bit, you know, harder to spam, constantly spam projectiles, because that it does get annoying, I'll admit. Or spam projectiles can only be done... At a much more at a much delayed uh, speed than yeah. they can if they're in a in a combo. So the person has to pull off yeah. a combo to do uh, said you know projectile move. And if they don't, and they're just trying to stand there throwing a fireball, then there's a, enough delay that a person can. I think in injustice, I can't remember what it's called, but you have like a speed dodge twice towards the yeah. character and a trigger, and you and and that would allow for something like that. Yeah, I do. I if if everybody's complaining about it, I think it's still, I think it does rest on the developers to at least look at it though. I mean, there, there has to be somebody who's like, we want people to enjoy themselves 
let's fix this. So hopefully somebody will come up with something that doesn't break it for those people who enjoyed it enough to jump in in the first place. Yeah, I mean, the, the reason why I, like, I was recently playing Street Fighter 2 on the Switch, that battle with Sagat, who can throw fireballs at a speed you would never even like yeah. be able to dodge, right? You, like, you can't stand there with Ken or Ryu and try and throw Hadoukens and try and do it at the same speed as Sagat. It's just, it's just not a fun battle. He, he's so fast, and I can, I can see how annoying that that get. Especially yeah. when you just you want to try it up with a different character and not have to go to one character just to combat people that like to use projectiles. It's yeah. it's annoying. Yeah, exactly. Sure. It just it, it removes some of the fun when you bump into those type of spammers. But that's why what always happens with Netherrealm games. I play it at launch. I don't touch it for about half a year, and then I come back, and then they're all gone because those people who just cared so much <laughs> about winning when they first bought the game are gone. And so then yeah. I enjoy it because I'm on there to fight people. Dude, and how many, I don't know about you, I have beat that campaign so many times, I don't even count it now. Really? Like, it is Injustice 2, fuck yeah. Like, I love mm. that you can choose different characters. That, to me, yeah. was just all, even though That's it's great. not a bunch of characters, but the ability to choose between, like, Black Canary and, and Oliver, that shit, yeah, I just love it. And I like to just play. And, uh, you know, even the single player by myself uh, against computer, all that stuff, I, I play the shit out of that, man. I just, I don't know. Really? It, it really worked for me. It, yeah, I, and the no, gear you know, I get you, you so much out gear. A lot of characters. Oh yeah, I've got well, not a lot, but like ten. And I, that's, I, I, that's a lot. Hitting yeah, level twenty with all of them—that's wild. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was it was. If I didn't have a review, it was known that at about eight in the morning, I was going to get up, and all everybody in the house was going to hear is somebody's victory or whatever your victory sound is over <laughs> and fucking over and over again as I learned the character and leveled them up. And I think the gear's awesome too. Like it's one of the few games as microtransactions that I get so much gear, I never even think about going in and buying anything. Like I'm just good. flooded no, with shit. It, it's good. Yeah. No, it's, I like that system because it's, it becomes an option. It becomes a system that right. A, wasn't in your face and B, like it's removed from the multiplayer anyway. I don't think unless and, you and a the true option. option. It's not the yeah. illusion of choice where like exactly. it's, it's so option. hard to get. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's like okay, it's here if you want to buy it. What the fuck ever, right? So and I, yeah, I give them credit because especially with Warner Brothers publishing it, like you know. Yeah, that's, that's no the worry shit. I have with yeah. Shadow. Of I'm War. surprised they fucking don't sell you your legs in that game. Yeah. <laughs> like Warner Brothers is getting crazy. You want to walk? Like, then hey, we got well, an look, idea. Look, let's, the, let's make the, the game a microtransaction. The, the true test for WB is how Shadow of War is going to work with, with microtransactions. If it right. gets to the stage where it just takes so long to, to be able to get right. certain items yeah. or certain orc followers or whatever it is, then, you know, it's it's not real choice, you know? Mm-hmm. Ah, All right. On to the SNES Classic. Character's mm. favorite topic. <laughs> so, let's package uh, up our the, love yeah. and sell it. <laughs> new trailer came out, announced new features. A new rewind mode, the ability to save anywhere with suspend points and frames that will fill in the rest of the screen. That's so cool. it's kind of getting the uh, the rare replay treatment. Yeah, with um, Battletoads. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. Battletoads was awesome. No, I, I, I like... Okay, I really like the save feature. I think that's great. The rewind feature? Ah, uh, just... It's one of those things where it's a cool feature to have, and I could see myself using it, but does it take it away from dirty. the nostalgia factor, right? Yeah, yeah it, it feels like you're cheating mm-hmm. a little bit. I mean, do how many modern games nowadays, maybe aside from like Racing a Forza games. or... Yeah, like a yeah. Rewind in Forza, 
how many games have that kind of feature. Now, mind you, games nowadays aren't as hard as games on the SNES, so maybe that's why they're there. Um, but, you know, it's a choice. You, you can use it or not use it, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sell me on the system anymore. Um, I... You can't, you can't get one. Yeah, yeah that's I can't. Yeah, I was going to say that trailer came out after the whole thing had uh, sold out where they were like, hey, that, you know, for fans who do Radical that, like, Rewind. Yeah, they were like, hey, yeah. you wanted this? Uh, well, you can't have it. <laughs> and here are some <laughs> new features that you didn't know about. Just we just wanted you to know demand. we will definitely have enough stock to sell to everybody. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, I, I like the suspend points. I think that's a good feature to add to uh, no, definitely these old school games it's kind of cool how it has its own dashboard i saw him like when he suspended the game in the trailer and like saved his progress like it actually has its own dashboard and you flip between all the games and stuff so i I thought that was really cool yeah that was something i didn't really expect i guess i should have expected it though right i mean what are they gonna give you 20 fucking cartridges or something no but what are they gonna do make all those games available on their current system (laughs) i mean i mean come on like let's let's talk real here for a second whatever it's i i'm so burned out on them it's beyond it's beyond funny now anytime we get this conversation it just brings me back to the sega genesis collection on the 360 i'm like an snes classic on the switch would sell so many fucking consoles or just the individual the nes classic collection (laughs) that would sell so many consoles an N64 well, look, I mean, classic. Oh, but, my God. Before the Switch came out, I mean, I genuinely thought that the Virtual Console would come out within six months of launch. So and I. I was like, I'm going to play all the Zelda games over again. I was so excited. And it's, what? what is it now? I mean, we're seven months plus, something like that? I can't it's remember March, the date. March 20th? Oh, then it has, it's only been five months. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. It's still been long enough know. for them to say something about Virtual Console. <laughs> Well, yeah, and even if it was like it's coming mid-2018 or something. I mean, we know we're going to get it eventually, yeah. It's just going to be after Nintendo has its fun with... I, I hope they don't do a 64 Classic, because I, I don't think they... This is the reason why I don't think they'll move on to a 64 Classic, because you need to give four controllers with that box. You can't have a 64 Classic without being able to play four people Smash or four, or four people Mario Kart, and I think the cost is... People would probably buy it, let's be real, but... Maybe the manufacturing cost will be a little I too high. I don't know. They already trademark, trademarked or something with it. There was already yeah, like but a, trademarking is, is not usually. They, they had indicative. like a concept of the picture with the console and the did, controller, yeah. so they're at least thinking about it. Yeah, not guaranteeing it's just, that it's going to happen, but with how they're doing it, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, all, all that you need with a trademark is an intention to use it at some sort of time in the future, and they could easily say in six months, well, we we intended to use it when we trademarked it, but now we don't. Then they'll lose the trademark. So, it, it, who knows? See, that's going to be the, the... I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Keep going. No, it's fine. By the way, when people need to know, they're not looking at my camera, so it's hard for them to not interrupt me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, just, <laughs> I knew somebody was going to say something about that. Yeah. I guarantee because we've been doing it will. the entire podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, they're going to fucking bitch at Maddie, and then I'm going to get a personal Don't fucking email about it. it. Yeah. You're interrupting everybody, got, Carrick. Yeah, we got someone on the West Coast, East Coast, and in Australia. <laughs> it's very hard for us. to. We're, we do a good job of not interrupting each other. We do yeah, a fucking fantastic play. job compared yeah. to most. Yeah. No, but continue, Maddie. I've, I've forgotten what um, I'm going to say now. Anyway, my real test is going to be with the uh, the N64 because the SNES I like went back to when I was a kid. 
Um, but I never yeah. like bought that on launch or anything. But like the N sixty four was like really my first console, and that was the game I spent so much time with. And I already own my N sixty four. I actually hooked it up uh, just last week because we we did a friendly competition video with the Pokemon Stadium game, and then I was like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of yeah, I, it was so much fun, and I was like, all right, I'm hooked. I got to play some other games, and so I just want to see how they get my nostalgia going with when, when they inevitably do the N sixty four classic. Um, that's that's gonna be the real test for me because I won't buy because like I said, I already own the fucking system. But that'll be like my oh wow, that's really exciting. Like, well, I think hype first or logically first. We'll see. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm looking forward to that. But what can you add? Like, okay, the SNES Classic, it makes sense to add the rewind feature, the ability to save, and all that stuff. But the N64 at that point in time was already offering that stuff. So what could they do to kind of add these modern features? That's a good question because I'm I'm trying to think as to what was lacking in an N64 game. But you could, for the most part, you could save. See, uh, actually, here's a good one, and this is why they should N64 Classic Collection put it on the Switch. It needs a good controller. <laughs> the controller sucks on the N64. I love that system and everything, but I would can, love can to I be see... Real here? The, the Joy-Cons connected to the Switch aren't the best either. I, I still struggle with really it. I still get like sore it? fingers and sore hands. I, I, I love being able to dock it and using the Pro Controller because that's mm-hmm. I argue that's the better way to play. Um, it's just, yeah, anyway. But you're right. I mean, the the 64 controller, it was just weird kind of three-pronged monstrosity. Oh, fucking thing in the center and sometimes <laughs> yeah. going wide. You're like, I don't I have three hands. Yeah. I uh... Dude, do you know how embarrassing this is? We really struggled with how to fucking hold that when we first got it. Like, we could not <laughs> figure out what to do. And mm-hmm. it was it was yep. so weird, and each game handled it a little. Oh, I mean, now you, you look back and you're like, okay, I get it. But back then, that was fucking alien, man. Yeah. yeah. Like on paper, when you read it, yeah, they wanted to be able to have the D pad like a traditional SNES controller, and then if you want to use analog, you can swap your hand. But you just never used that D pad, did you? It was just no. Yeah. And, and and nowadays, especially like I said, I just picked it up a week ago. Like grabbing a controller from the right side in the middle as <laughs> your natural, it, it feels so weird. It's like there's just Straight this half up. of the controller I'm not touching. Yeah. Well, look, yeah. those those 64 controllers are pretty crappy, anyways. I mean, I don't know if if you guys ever played like um, what is it called, Mario Party, where there were those mini games where you had to spin the analog controller. The amount of N64 controllers that I have with like not broken analog sticks, but they're very broken, loose. Yeah, is insane. Yep. And yep. and it got to the stage where retro stores would stop buying um, 64 controllers from people if they had a very loose analog stick because games become very difficult to play after that. So, yeah, I can see what you mean that the Joy Cons aren't the best, but they're better than the N64 controller. Where if they change the layout, oh, absolutely. I mean. The, the N64 controller, they had to sell fucking gloves. Or they had to give people gloves for free because they were getting blisters from using the 64 controller. Do really? you guys remember that? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, that was a lawsuit. Happened. Holy crap. I didn't know that at all. I forgot about it until he just mentioned it. Yeah. See, because there was a game on Rare Replay. Uh, why is the game? Jet Force Gemini. Excellent game. And they remapped on the Rare Replay. There was an option within the control menu and I forgot what the name of it was, but it changed the controls to the 360 layout and made it basically a modern third-person shooter. And it played so much better. And I would love to see the N64 remap these controllers for like 20 games, put it on a collection for the Switch, and sell it for like, what, 
40 bucks. That would be awesome. It's the that same argument s- we keep having. We'd love to see it on the Switch, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll they'll well, probably sell the systems once they stop selling or sell less, then put it on the Switch. That's what they'll do. That just, it just needs to happen. It would be such a compelling console. Like, right now, even though I, like, I'm playing Cave Story at the moment, and then I'll be playing Rabbids, I'm enjoying playing these smaller niche titles just that just have fun gameplay. Yeah. Um, but y- if you were to tell me, would you rather that or a bunch of old classic Nintendo games? Obviously, my choice is the latter. Yeah. Um, so I'm just hoping that we get there eventually. But hmm. yeah, just, you know, fitting like the resolution of the screen, being able to take N64 games on the go, like that idea too. In oh, general, that'd is be awesome. so great. Yeah. It'd be do, so um, great. <laughs> does uh. Does the SNES Classic or the NES Classic um, do any graphical? Do they fix pixel crawl? Do they uh, keep I think frame they rate do. locked? Yeah. So said, here's they the said thing. Something at the end of the trailer. So about you were graphics. you were saying what could an what could an N64 Classic do? And I can tell you right now, uh, the N64 is released without filtering. And mm-hmm. if you I would if you saw the difference between let's say Quake on that and Quake on any of the other systems, it was night and day because of how terrible it looked. There was mm. no filtering at all. So just like the Xbox One X adds filtering to anything, yeah. um, I would love for them to be like, okay, if we're gonna, we're we're just gonna rip you off each and every year with one of our classics, but we're gonna <laughs> add. Yes, I have to be negative, but we're gonna add filtering Sorry. in. I would be, I would be quite happy with them. And and sixty frames. Let, let's get sixty yeah. frames yeah. Super yeah. Mario. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That should be. Yeah, oh, that dude, be yeah, that'd be cool. Thing. Yeah, or or yeah. Ocarina of Time, that would be... Because, and here's the thing, I mean, some of the problems coming back to playing older games is not just, like, I think we can all accept the down-res in graphics because it yeah. was of their time, but what's hard is inconsistent frame rate. I mean, I don't remember as a kid how bad the frame rate was in games like Super Mario because, like, I just, I wasn't keeping attention to that. But now, I've got, you know, I play most of my games at 60 frames. Going back to that, if there are frame rate issues, that's noticeable. That affects yeah. enjoyment. Not the fact that it looks a little bad, like, yeah. in terms of graphics, because we expect that from an older game, but it's hard to get past a bad frame rate. Yeah. So I, I really want improved frame rates. Totally agree. <clears throat> All right. Our next topic, I personally will not have much to say on this because I have not played all this series, but Age of Empires 4 was announced alongside re-releases for the earlier games in the series. Carrick, I'm thinking you're going to have to take the stage on this one. Am I the only one who has played it? This is your topic. Didn't even know about this series. Oh, man. Dude, so this was the the best week in a long time for like announcement (laughs) somewhere. I was, each time somebody was like, Digital Foundry did their Xbox X like breakthrough and they were talking about all that stuff. I was like, that's great, blah, blah, blah. And then I started seeing all these trailers and I was excited. And then I saw Age of Empires and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is my, <laughs> this is my NES classic, SNES classic smashed together, but actually done to not rip you off. Age of yeah. Empires 4, if even though it's Rune, uh, Runic Games, who wasn't so popular a little while ago because of their Dawn of um, the Warhammer one. Um, okay. Oh, the they, third they were one. the ones who made that. They were the ones who made it, but they've made a lot of good games. And the fact is, is Age of Empires, I couldn't even tell you if we sat down for months and you asked me why I liked it so much. I still like it. I We just were messing around a couple, about six months ago, playing around with one of the later ones. They're fantastic, fantastic games. So mm-hmm. to me, that is probably like some of the news of the year really? is the fact that, okay. and I'm not a, I'm not, 
you know, that's not my my genre I usually talk about. But um, now, now, here's a question that I have. Oh Eric. my God, I mean, they're good. I noticed that Microsoft is publishing this. Is this coming to Xbox One as an exclusive? Could it? That come I don't to know. Xbox One? That, that I don't cool. know. It, it could come to Xbox One because we we already know. I mean, especially there's been some people messing around with some of the uh, different SDK packs and stuff. There's a there's a rumor that the the mouse and keyboards already technically programmed into the Xbox One X and Xbox One S. Yeah. And they haven't turned it on yet. So I sometimes wonder if a game like this is a game where they're like, maybe maybe, maybe you can use your mouse and keyboard only in some games. You know? Well, maybe like, Microsoft, you know, everyone keeps saying Microsoft needs exclusives. Up. I mean, right. Age of Empires would be a huge exclusive for the Xbox One. Dude, Obviously can you imagine it's on that? PC, but yeah, but yeah, exactly right. And just plug in your, your keyboard and mouse to your Xbox fucking One if you want. Age of Empires 4. Uh, yeah, Ooh. dude, it's. It, I'm so excited for this game, even if it, that is a really good idea, which I had, I'd be honest, I hadn't thought of, but it is, yeah. um, it is an RTS that is, dude, I don't even know how to describe it. It's it sound effects. Everything about the way it was done w- w- is like every little nostalgic feeling I, I, I got as a kid. The first time I, we all have like the first console, the first PC game that, you know, you, you have those bits of technology and something yeah. about Age of Empires has always been my first true memory of a pc title and just Mm. sitting down going why would i care about taking these guys from fucking cavemen up to you know pikemen like why would i give a shit and then all of a sudden you give a shit you're like this is fucking awesome so so is this game (laughs) like a total war civilization style game it's it's much less like total war in the past i don't know what it'll be like because they didn't i didn't see any visuals um so but it's more of a, a just an RTS like um a, or like a, almost like a StarCraft kind of thing. Okay, where okay. that's what it looked like. By the way, I yeah, don't I, know I, what it's going to look like. Carrick, I was listening to your podcast with with TB, and he just kept saying, "Carrick, because you've played every game ever." Yeah, that was go to every time. <laughs> yeah, I, I was listening to that too. He even yeah. tweeted me. He was like, "Dude, was... quit working," because he's like, "What are you doing right now?" And I'm all, "Oh, I was I was talking to my wife and playing a game and tweeting him." And he's like, "Dude." <laughs> need to knock it off <laughs> yeah he, he he was giving me shit the entire time well it's because every time we were talking i was like dude i just finished that and he's like what the fuck yeah. i sleep for like how did you hours. just finish those 10 games we've talked about you know what's awesome a lot of people don't realize that one of the ways that's done is the fact that we're all talking about them so we're talking about age of empires so guess what i turned on age of empires just recently like those kind of things happen and it, so it can sound weird. It's like, Jesus yeah, well, Christ. A lot of conversations in YouTube, people just condense to the conversation happening here. You know, exactly. They, they don't think and it, what happens after. Outside of it. Yeah. Or like yeah, Reg, yeah. Reg will bring up something and I'll say, oh, we just talked about it on the podcast. And people will be like, oh, sure you did. But we did. It's because yeah. Maddie saw the same thing Reg did. So it's yeah. I, that kind of stuff happens. But yeah, he was giving me shit. He was actually, that was, that was not what I was expecting. I'll say that. that that turned out to be it turned out to be very very uh, well. I thought it was going to be fun, but um, that was a yeah. really fun podcast to sort of see what they do behind the scenes mm-hmm. and how, yeah, yeah. how how they got they got along like a lot of us do. That was really fun to their in jokes were hilarious, really cool. yeah. just like ours where we're doing shit and we know no one would get it. Like if we hit <laughs> record, they'd be all. Eric's being a dick to loan. They would not know the certain way we talk, and so <laughs> it was fun to sort of see him in a light outside of. You know, because I don't do a lot of the social stuff that he does. He doesn't review games to the end. That was one of that was how the discussion started. Was he was like ah. he just plays a little bit of time, and he's all wait, 
this game isn't that good. And I'm like, well, dude, four or five hours of Zodiac, that dice rolling game. And then you're like, I don't want to ever see a dice again. And he's like, well, the first two or three hours are good. And I'm like, exactly. Like, okay. that's the problem. Is one person's playing it for a quick play. And so that's how it all sort of began. I mean, it began around the YouTube, but that's how the conversation began. So it was very yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah, definitely cool. And Age of Empires is another one he liked. I mean, I think a lot of older people, anybody over probably 30, is going to have experience with with two or three. Okay. Age of yeah. Empires, two or three, I think. How old so, is this, this series? Uh, well, two or three 97? was like a long time ago. So 90s, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That explains. Yeah, so, I probably, I've heard of... I think I've heard of it before, but I had no idea what it was. But that's interesting. So it's been around for a while. So when was when was Age of Empires three then? That's actually what I was just gonna look up because I was like, how long? I, I think it's more than a decade. Wow. Three is two thousand and five. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Twelve years. Yeah. And then one. Yeah, one is ninety seven in October. So holy and crap! The only other game you would ever see me get this excited for is Myth um, by Bungie, the RTS Myth. Uh, Myth one, Soul Soul Blighter was two. Did you guys ever play like, those? Like Halo, Bungie. Uh, yeah. Wow. They made an yeah. They, you don't. You never played the uh, the Myth games. No. Nope. The strategy <laughs> games. No. Nope. I, I I like from Age of Empires. Like I, I only played one. I think I played a bit oh, or two. Oh. Okay. Gotcha. But yeah. yeah, like I I think one I play. I, I watched a lot of people play it. Mm. It just it was one of those games that everyone it, they just loved it. They loved yeah. this fucking series. And I bet you again like. It'd be very hard for them to tell you why. It's it's one of those games we all have yeah. them where you're like, I don't know. It just works for me. Well, so. it, it's kind of like um, if you look at Clash of Clans on mobile, just the, right. the ability for you to build up your own. Yeah, I know, but it's the concept of building up your own army and your mm -hmm. forts and shit. Yeah. Like that's the appeal here. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I agree. Absolutely. I think um, I and and the more we see of these, the the more happy I'll be, even if they are just PC. I like I I love this yeah. kind of stuff. Dude, I'm looking other... at screenshots now. This is bringing back memories of the first one. Fuck yeah! I, um... and, and the remakes. They're doing remakes of of uh, two and three, I believe nice. as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, they're doing re-releases of the earlier entries, so players such as myself can get into them. The reason I think I haven't touched these games is because I was definitely late to strategy. Um, there would be games I'd play and I'd enjoy them and not think like, oh, that's just strategy. I'd always be like, no, I don't like right. strategy games, but like I'd play Pokemon. Um, another example, these are literally the first games that come to mind. Pokemon, Final Fantasy 13 2, which I don't know, man. Yeah. And um, the other one is XCOM, the first XCOM. When did it came to did you ever play, because oh, you said you're a big 64 plan fan. Did you ever play StarCraft on the 64? Nope. Oh man! See, I and I played that at a time where I was so bad at it, obviously because mm -hmm. I was a kid. But yeah. just fond memories of StarCraft. But like awesome. after after I played XCOM Enemy Unknown, that that like that was the cherry popper. I was like, I fucking love strategy, and and I play it all the time ever since. You know what it might be though, Maddie. The honest truth is also an Age of Empires looks like a civilization, which looks like a which looks like a which looks like a. Mm -hmm. And the yeah. thing about XCOM is it doesn't. XCOM is a, a strange, goofy 1970s Flash Gordon thing, and then strained through a really bad day filter. Yeah, so it's true. just like, what's fucking happening? It was a good and entry. So I think that it's a good, and and it does, and it, it causes people to look at that and go, and and I love those kind of games that are sort of the litmus test for how how somebody will be later, and they see it and they're like, I'll check it out, and then it just sort of branches them out into all the other titles and titles you might be like, oh, I can probably do this now. Let's jump into this one. I think XCOM's a great example of, of that genre and, and just like a good game to It is hard. It's balls hard yeah. at times, but it's a good game to jump into and Absolutely. sort of and 
Here's the weird thing. Think about this. You said strategy, but you didn't mention the one game that I think is one of the most strategy-heavy titles that is one of your favorites, which is Persona. So yeah, there are battles in Persona. Dude, I, I literally was like, it's requiring so much strategy, I don't know if my brain's going to be able to handle this battle. And so, to me, I also like these games because they teach you other things. XCOM teaches permadeath. So that means if you hear about Dark Souls, maybe you go, oh, okay, well, I'm, I just got to watch all of this team die. Maybe I'm okay with this now. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like that as well, that some of, these, some of these games teach some of the skills for the other titles. And yeah. fucking Persona strategy. Man. Yeah. Man. Man. That, that's what I love about strategy, though. Um, you know, there, there are games where, like you said, you're, you're almost like on the brink, or you'll, you'll be presented with the battle scenario, and you look at it and say, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to do this. I think a good example of that is... Uh, Valkyria Chronicles, like, I'd look at some battles and say, I no way I can do this, and, and, like, you just pull out at the end, and you do way better than expected. That's, like, my favorite feeling in a strategy game, is, like, overcoming that challenge. Do you know what else is good is a game that understands that um, losing isn't always just winning, but having more of your guys killed, and XCOM understands that with Retreat being a very valid option at times, especially the new ones, yeah. and so I, I like that XCOM, as man. Oh, dude, XCOM 2, War of the Chosen, man, I've never seen an expansion. I mean, the last time I saw an expansion like that is Enemy Within, actually. But hmm. playing it and, and watching the AI, and I was in a battle, and I was like, I, I lost like 10 patrons because I had patrons as my team members. I had total biscuits <laughs> myself and then some patrons. And we were getting smoked. And it, I remember sitting there going, how am I going to win? And I remember I, it was almost like a voice in my head said, dude, you don't have to win you can retreat and i was like oh yeah i just hit this button and i say this isn't working i need to jump on a fucking quick helicopter and get out of here and those guys are still dead but i'm i can fight another day and i think total war does that somewhat well with some retreat options but it's not actually taught that much i mean really when you look at strategy most of the time it's about zergen and hoping somebody dies quicker than you a lot of times and there isn't a subtlety there that i like yeah definitely yeah, strategy is definitely expanding more, and that, that makes me really happy. Con- All right. Console stuff would be great. Yes, mm. I agree. We're starting to see that a little bit, like Pillars of Eternity. That's coming to consoles, I think, in next week. It's, um, you can hear the music right now. Coming, coming. It's been on my. I've been playing it on the console. Really? Yeah, it's nice. been. I, I've had it for a couple of days. Yeah. So what that haven't you been playing character? Sake. oh like you know five what? games in a day <laughs> no dude because maddie and i we, we were just talking about this like i miss so many i miss so many titles and um uh, immortal planet you guys know what that is mm, yeah oh, it's, the, it's dark souls it. three fourths down kind of like isometric but dark souls yeah. and um that was uh, like i missed that one there's a there's a ton of games i miss yeah. like i just can't do them last topic i have written down is shenmue 3 again um we were talking about it last week. Once again, uh, now we've getting our, we're getting our first look at it. There was a trailer that was released, and the game had some kind of janky-looking animations uh, in the facial department, and that resulted in fan complaints. Uh, but then again, Yu Suzuki uh, came out and said that this is not permanent, that there are, they're actually very like uh, bare-bones animations. They said they really haven't even touched them up. So, okay, okay. If that's I, I'm sorry to interrupt. But no, 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 no. That case, was it. That was the news right there. I mean, why, why release the trailer? That that's my yeah, question. I like, why agree. W- w- was this a Gamescom thing? Is that what it came out for? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Then that makes more sense. All right. Sorry. I think 
My guess is that Shenmue has never been a series that's been about the graphics, has been about that believability in its uh, animation, although I think that is what is required to take it to the next step. Um, just because I, I talked about it last week, I don't want to repeat myself too much, but it did a lot of things in the original two games that made it such a believable experience. Like I said, checking your watch, making sure you're on time for a meeting to start your next mission, stuff along those lines. Being able to walk around this hub world, open any drawer, take money, you know, interact with the vending machine. Sounds pretty basic Ra- now. Raise kittens. Yeah. Sounds crazy, or sounds pretty typical now. Maybe not the raising kittens part, but back then it was fucking <laughs> ridiculous. So, yeah. Seeing that being carried into a Shenmue three, hopefully, you know that level of choice, that level of interaction, and then good animation on top of it to make it all the more believable. Because we've seen in many games what excellent animation can do to really rope you in. I think Hellblade's oh, the most yeah. recent example. Um, so yeah, I, I agree t- totally. Why release the trailer, especially when no one's really pressing you for it? We haven't heard jack about Shenmue three. Um, that might I, be why. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. I, I think that. Well, is I mean, why. like. If you look at the trailer, you have to say the environments are beautiful and Absolutely. the use of color in particular. Like, it, it's a, it can really not, like, not overpowering or, or overbearing, but the color is just amazing when you look at it. Imagine it had better facial animations. The, the fighting looks pretty good, too. It looks like your you, you typical uh, Karate Kid movie. But karate Kid movie. You, you, you watch Karate Kid? I actually haven't. Oh, my God. I know. I do. There, there Fuck are so you. many. <laughs> I've watched that like ten there times. Are, I, honestly, I, will, I have pissed people off when they start going on about old movies. They're like, "Have you seen this? Have you seen that?" I'm like, "Nope, nope, <laughs> and nope." Because here's my thing. I think I've said this before. Is that yeah. I'm like, I'm watching this movie. I'm like, I could be playing a game I really like right now. And and so I go through stretches where right, I watch right. a lot of TV or I watch a lot of movies. But that's why, like, I, I just play so much catch up with movies. Like, I'm trying. I've been better lately, or this yeah. this year I've been better with movies, but. Um. Yeah. Outside of that, just ugh, I'm not good. I've been getting into TV shows, watching them as I work out. That's the best way I found. Yeah. yeah. My friend watches Netflix in the shower. <laughs> he gets a waterproof yeah. phone case, sets up his phone, and while he's showering, <laughs> he watches. That's a show. great idea. That's a fantastic. It's a idea. waste of water. <laughs> That's what I tell it him. It is, man. I'm, I'm, I'm like, dude, you're I'm... in there for fifty fucking minutes. Dude, uh, I'm a utility shower person. I get myself clean and I'm out. It's a waste right. of my day. Like I'm in and out. If I, I say I enjoy run my showers, it, I I'm, I'm a good twenty-five minutes. What the? Fuck? Like just because you're watching something in the shower doesn't mean you're spending longer showering. You could just watch it as you shower normally, right? I mean, yeah. I don't spend more time running on the treadmill because I'm watching House of Cards. I <laughs> run for thirty fuck? minutes. I can't uh. believe this. Is that's a fucking episode of a fucking TV show that you're in the <laughs> shitter or the shower? God damn. You Dude, guys are weird. I, I just, <laughs> I, just for me, is I don't drink coffee. So my wake up is the shower. Always. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, nah. I well, look, my wake up coffee. is the shower, but my morning coffee comes at about 9, 9.30. So, okay, yeah. You both. Yeah, you, you play a dangerous game. <laughs> you waste a good hour and a half of your morning. I, I've, I've discovered, because we're getting so off topic, if I don't go to the bathroom before this podcast, I'm busting... By like yeah. an hour in, it just it's mm-hmm. pain, especially because I drink a coffee as we start. I, it's not it's a funny good. You mentioned that because I, I drink usually during the course of our podcast. I drink two liters of water, <laughs> so literally every time we finish this show, I bolt out of my room and take the biggest piss <laughs> of my life every time without fail. 
It's so uh, Welcome bad. to the Mr. Matty podcast where we talk about people pissing and how long it takes. <laughs> I'm there for like so a Shen- okay, minute. Sorry. Just letting mm. all the leaders pour out of me. Oh, that's that's what it was. So Shenmue, I did want to say, I f- fucking forgot what we were talking about. Um, <laughs> uh, And now I forgot what it was. Oh, there's a reason for everything. Obviously, a company doesn't waste money making a trailer. Uh, yeah. So maybe they felt that they wanted to keep people understanding they were working on it. Mm-hmm. I additionally wonder if they wanted a certain frame rate and they had to make some cuts and they decided, well, we'll make some cuts on the models so that, you know, we can then tell people that it's all, you know, basic stuff, but it was still at 60 frames per second. Well, I don't remember. I didn't see how many frames it was. Upload at 60 frames, though. That's the weird Uploaded at 30. I don't know if that game's coming to PC or not. I know it's definitely coming to PS4. I don't know if it's... Surely on PS4 Pro, this game could run 60 frames. I don't Surely. Imagine, so I mean, it depends uh, how many moving parts. Because I mean, like exactly, for the physics time, are going to be your big yeah, thing there. For the time, Shenmue One and Two were so advanced, and so it's like if they really take that same mindset, which you can see a lot of the DNA. Like One and Two were known really well for their excellent environments, their use of color, and so yeah. you can see if that's living <laughs> on. I'd imagine a lot of the similar design choices that are going to come into Shenmue Three. I, I will say this also, as somebody who's seen the Saturn version of fucking Shenmue. And it never released Saturn. on that. Wow. And then it got translated over to the Dreamcast for the first one. I can tell you that those games don't come to fruition until very, 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 very late in the design. Uh, more so than, I, from what I've understood, it's actually one of the reasons why Sega was a little hesitant on, not only because Shenmue 2 didn't do the best, but was a little hesitant on 3, was because um, there isn't a return on investment with that development group mm-hmm. and how he develops games. He's more of a big person, like a big picture you solidify it. You know, just different authors do the same thing. Do you write from page one or do you know the entire story? And I, I, I think that there's a chance that maybe he's a big picture guy and he didn't, you know, they're not, they're not, they don't want to make, if, if you make one thing look amazing, then really, where are you in your development process? It, it should sort of be layers. And so yeah. I, yeah. I think maybe they just went in and they were like, let's make it look good. I didn't know they didn't upload it at, at 60. Um, but it doesn't necessarily surprise me right now. Just mm-hmm. how long has it got, guys? Like how long until that comes out? Apparently, twenty eighteen. That doesn't look like a twenty eighteen release, does it? That's a late twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking late. Yeah, yeah. for sure. October. I mean, or like I said, animations. I I don't just because of how old the series is. I don't look at it for that. Right. And I'd rather them get a lot of the world choices, the world actions, and combat down. Because here's the thing: is that I don't know how well Shenmue 1 and 2 would age in combat because a lot of it was QTEs. A lot of it was QTEs. Mm. And back then, that was fine. It was exciting because you'd see, like, Ryu sprinting through the streets and you'd have to, like, press up the jump and then, like, someone would just be casually walking by with a box of fucking apples and you'd have to, like, dodge them right after. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. They had to make some overhauls in that department. So if that comes at the sacrifice of some animations... Look, I played Mass Effect Andromeda at launch. It's fine. Like, I can live. Especially because I think Shenmue 3, its existence makes it excusable. But for me personally, I, I just I don't look at the series for that. I don't. I, I think, enough. though, that if it's honest, it's honest reporting, though. I, I think at least if anything, I don't think they should have released a trailer. But I like that they said, OK, the game's still in development. Here's a first look at it. Here's where we are with it. And 
in my opinion, it can only just improve from this point onwards. Yeah, and at some point, I mm-hmm. think we all have to be adults and say, if we continue to demand information on stuff, then we have to understand that information won't be complete when we get it. That includes well, absolutely, so, and especially you know. yeah, demanding information faster. Like, why? Why haven't we heard more? And right. then when you hear it, well, uh, this is shit. Like, yeah. we're, we're working on it. Yeah. What do you want right. us to do? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's. I just sit back. I just don't give a shit at all until that is really close to release because it's a Shenmue title. Like, I have no clue. It's and it's got such a gap. It could be the re- resurgence of like. Uh, incredible single player adventure let's live the life of a character witcher 3 kind of mm. amazing adventure and it could be something in between it could be terrible no one fucking knows and certainly not a year prior to its release i yeah, mean no. come on I, agree. I don't believe that yeah well we'll see in due time um that wraps up all the news that matthew has anything else anything else anything you wanted to talk about carrick yeah but do you have something I have something, but I can wait. You, you no, you go. go first. You go first. All right. Well, you guys talk. So, I'm gonna let loose. You know. Uh, oh, he going? he's gonna go pee. I was like, "What the fuck's he talking?" Oh my oh, god! Okay, he's pajamas. You, you see his pajamas? What right, is so happening? <laughs> he's doing it on fucking purpose. He has to be. No one wears that shit normally. It I'm literally like wearing just like Christmas. one colored trackies. That, that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what what news were you gonna talk about? So it's the um it's the new Overwatch map that came out out that's mm-hmm. Junkertown and it's this is not really about Overwatch so you can you can chime in but it's an Australian themed map right and you know you know Overwatch it it is so like culturally inspired by yeah. different countries and cultures and all that kind of stuff right um and there was a couple of I say issues for one all right because it's not really an issue um issues with this new Junkertown map so. The one thing, and I think it started off as a joke, right, on a, on a Reddit thread. But someone was like, hey, this Overwatch map is meant to be about Australia, and the sign reads as takeout, but we don't use the word or the phrase takeout in Australia. We say takeaway for, for you know, takeaway food. Yeah. Okay. And someone said as a joke, oh, you know, Australians might get pissed off at this. Maybe they're being serious. Um, and then Jeff Kaplan comes out and says, we're so sorry, we'll fix this, you know, the travesty of, of the map mistake, yeah? So that was like a very... I, I, I'm going to assume it was a joke because that's... A re- even as an Aussie, that's a stupid thing to get upset about. Who, like, and, and put into perspective, we're talking about a video game map here, but even yeah. that is such a small issue. However... There was also an issue, which is a little bit more, uh, like, not of a joke, about, there was this trailer that came out about Junkertown, which said, had some phrases about how we're going to take back our land, and they referred to something called, you know, uh, the dream time, or something about, you know, we'll make you forget your dreams, or something weird like that. And some people were saying, I don't know if you're you're aware of kind of what happened in Australia with cult. I use the word colonization very loosely, but colonization and our indigenous people, they were saying that those phrases being used in the map and in the trailer were being insensitive to our indigenous people where their land was essentially taken over. And there was like huge atrocities that occurred with Aborigines in Australia. For instance, um, Maddie, if you're not aware of this, we're talking about Junkertown and the Australia map. But what happened is that, you know, white English people came into Australia and they were essentially trying to breed out indigenous people. So they would have them mate with white, uh, white UK people to breed out their the skin color over time. So that's something that happened in Australia's past, like fucked oh, up wow. shit. And and okay. and essentially the the Junkertown map was like we're going to take our land back. So it was draw like I don't think it was intentional, 
but it was there was some similarities between that history with Australia. So my question that I wanted to pose to you, when a game like Overwatch does delve into this cultural aspect of whether it's the characters, whether it's the maps themselves, should Blizzard be held to a little bit higher standard in terms of researching and actually consulting with the with people from those countries and those cultures to make sure they get things right? Like forget the fucking the map and the sorry the um the takeaway and takeout thing because that's stupid. But with something like this, where I don't think it was malicious, I don't think it was intentional. No, I I can't expect someone that's not Australian to know what happened in Australia in the past. Just like I can't expect mm-hmm. to know what happened in in the U.S. in the past with the Confederacy or with like Indigenous people there. So I have no idea about that stuff. But because Blizzard is kind of delving into an Australian themed map, should they be responsible for doing a bit more research? That's the question. My first question, you kind of already answered it, but just to make sure I'm perfectly aware of what's going on, is did they, was it just kind of parallels being drawn or was it directly resembling to some extent what had happened in the past? To be honest, I don't even think Blizzard were intentionally drawing parallels. I think it was just a poor choice of words that they didn't even recognize. Like they just, because of the, just you know they the said, story in Overwatch. Take our village back? Is that what they said? Well, it's like, what are the story with, with the Omnics, yeah? Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, just drawing from the story with Overwatch, and I think it was an unfortunate coincidence. That's my honest opinion about it. That's what it sounds like. I, here's yeah. the thing, is that you're looking at the most popular shooter, uh, uh, one of the most popular shooters, sorry, out there. They benefited entirely from positive press the whole way through. They have no reason to start controversy, to yeah. make smug remarks about their fan base. I don't think there's malicious intent. Blizzard has never been that type of company. The, especially especially with Overwatch, we're like that the, the developer to fan communication job. is amazing yeah. with that game. And the, it yep. always feels like they're listening. I, I have I can promise you it's it's not intentional. I, I just I could not see that. No, I agree. What do you think, Carrick? I, I it's funny because like when you look at when you look at how people end up getting in trouble a lot of times one person says what they said is insensitive, one person is just trying to fucking make a point. A lot of times when you reach out and you start to develop a, a title, you'll have people say, okay, well, we're going to need to go here, right? Yeah. We're going to yeah. need to go there and we're going to need to study. Uh, I covered Ubisoft for Watch Dogs 1, and I know it's not the greatest game, but the background that they did was insane. Just And that's a, that's a, ta- that's a town where a lot of them are from, so or, or at mm. least in the same nation. And um, I think sometimes when somebody tries to do something and you study something... You think, okay, this does pay respect, or maybe even you don't think of that. You just write something, but you have just imbibed data, and your brain is parsing it, and you write something Mm. out. You're like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And the reason why I say that is because if you watch a movie, you have a tendency sometimes to repeat lines within the next week or so you're watching it. So I don't know if I can say that somebody did something on purpose versus somebody did study stuff. And certain words are in their brain now. And that's one of the things that I find um, it's weird because I don't get offended, but I find offensive, which is people getting offended all the time. And and, and the reason why is because I know people who have been treated horribly and they would never be offended at 
the these things. They would be offended at real things or what they would term as real things. By the way, it's, they're saying it's this it's it's funny that you mentioned this. All right, so there's an Australian uh, Indigenous person. Her name is Ray Johnson, and she came up with this quote, which was just beautiful. Yeah. So like, uh, if you would ask me, like, I personally wasn't offended. I'm not in- Indigenous, but she is, and this is what she said: If you're vocal and angry and spreading the word about a video game trailer using poorly chosen language that could potentially maybe be deemed offensive to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, I hope you also save some energy to speak out about the multitude of actual horrific injustices happening on a daily basis and she goes on and this is coming from someone who's actually indigenous and when i first saw this trailer i'm like sweet australian map this is awesome i I love that like i I love that and and uh, what's it called rocket league with the sydney map and Mm. even overwatch with like the australian jerseys and forza being set in australia i love that shit yeah And and i don't want to see devs be scared off by the prospect of incorporating Australia into their games. Even Borderlands pre-sequel, it was made by an Aussie studio, but I don't want to see this stopped. So I think there's a difference there. Like, even if something does, if it's insensitive, even if that does happen, there's a, I think there's a better way to go about it than to get completely just lose your mind and say, what the fuck is this? Then instead to say, hey, Blizzard, there could be an issue here. It's probably best if you address this in a, in a calm and collected way. I think that's more constructive, exactly the way Ray Johnson said that. Yeah. I mean, and uh, most of the people I know who are involved in something big right now, whatever it may be, will usually say that if they've had a life experience that actually matters. Yeah. I mean, uh, th- and, not, and people can get mad at me all they want, but that, it, it, those are the people that I end up engaging with because of what I do on the side. I talk about it all the time. Like some of the kids I deal with, there's a reason why. And it's not because they're kids that I'm dealing with them. It's because of certain things that have happened. And so mm. it's like half of the, I mean, they're, they're, the shit that they're like offensive or whatever is so far past. Well, it's like me saying that of all the things that don't matter in the world, it's a video game review. I mean, mm. fucking come on. I mean, yeah, but it's perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And um, I think that uh, sometimes that outrage or whatever that people get you know what? You can be outraged about whatever you want, but sometimes people are just trying to create something, and there's uh-huh. a difference between creating something that's going to work for every single person, homogenized, and something that the creator just writes down and, and puts and says, "This is yeah. this is what I'm creating." And sometimes me, it's okay to just let it be there. I mean, yeah. it, it reminds me when we're just talking about just creating something. It reminds me of with Far Harbor when that came out, and people were yeah. saying Bethesda was directly stealing from modders by a, a questing kind of uh, vault being very similar to yeah. something else that a, a modder had made. And it was very similar. And there is still a lot of skepticism about that. But I, I just, part of me thinks that Bethesda, you know, they, everyone knows about mods. A lot of people download mods. It's just very possible that someone said, I wanted to create something cool. I wanted to have a vault run by robots. And when they created this, yeah. plot, it ended up being really similar. And I'm not defending Bethesda for that because yeah, in this situation, or in that situation, rather, I should say, they probably should have done their research more. But it's like, you can research all you want. You still might miss something, though. Oh, yeah, you are going... Like, oh, yeah, and, 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 like that's I don't thing, know everything. Like, yeah, I was going to say, that's the thing, is like, I'll, I'll make a discussion video. Lone's probably gotten this before. Carrick, you've definitely gotten this before, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. You, you make a discussion video, you try to consider every point of view, you bring up all the facts <laughs> you can, and still... Yep. And this is the beauty of the comment section. At first, it can be a little frustrating... But you still feel like you missed something. And they'll be like, and it'll look like you're incompetent, like you didn't study enough. But it's like, yeah. no, because everyone's got a different perspective, a different thought process, a different way of approaching a situation. 
where they just might think differently about it and and bring up that other excellent point into the conversation that's how it grows so yeah well that's that's how conversations work and, and yeah. you can't be expected to know it's everything un, i mean even even like, like me like i i am an aussie and someone dropped the argument where the 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 trailer used the phrase dream right and in in uh, in the aboriginal culture dream time is a very important spiritual concept that just never crossed my mind yeah, and, and I'm someone that's actually uh, intimate with the knowledge of, of what happened to our Aborigines. So, th- and, and that's the key thing here. I think you have US developers, US-based developers, even though they have people that, that work in Australia, that wanted to do something cool with Australian culture, and it was an unfortunate you know, coincidence or accident or you know, ch- poor choice of words. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's, that's where it is. But then, you know, is there room for consultation? Of course there is. I mean, it, look at all the characters that they have in Overwatch. And they're trying their best to be gender diversity, like, g- gender diverse, sorry, culturally di- diverse. Look at all the characters that they have it's that, that are, bad. you know, like you just have Doomfist, for instance. He's what? He's West African inspired or yeah. I, 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 a Somalian or something like something, that? Something so, along those lines. He, like, they're trying here. They really are um, trying to include a diverse class of characters and, and maps, so... Anyway. I also think people need to um, probably go back to... Fi- I, I think this would be taught in second grade, but there's a little thing called math. If you have a 1,000 people who are researchers at your company, you will still yeah. not be able to beat out the 20,000 that just watched a YouTube video. Absolutely. So there, is a, there, is a, there is a fake stupidness that happens a lot of time. And I do believe it's fake. I completely believe it's fake. I think that a lot of people do it because they're, they have shitty lives. But a lot of people, that's where their importance comes from. And they ignore... The facts of how something was done, they ignore yeah. the facts behind anything. It's because they are now a part of an important discussion because in real life, they're not a part of anything important. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> no. I, 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 I'm not trying I, to be – that's no, 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 exactly no, no. I, what I'm I, saying, I mean, I deal with these people. I'm saying I've had the I, issue I have definitely I, – I, I would not have put it together like that, but I've definitely seen a situation like that where for the sake of the discussion, they'll try to counter your point. Even yeah. if it, like you said, ignores all facts. Yeah, and yeah. and I don't like that. I've I'm sure I've done it in my life for sure. Every human has. Yeah, but I'm just saying that what happens is things are so blown up now that it's happening at a far greater rate. And um, whether they are um, di- whether they've attempted to be d- diverse or not, as long as they have somewhat of an idea about what the you know the community as a whole is talking about and stuff like that, I think that their choices are theirs to make and I think one thing that is occurring in game development is a purposeful stalling by customers and stopping devs from doing their work because mm. devs are so frustrated with any de- I mean, Cliff Bazinski even said it he's like we listened to people for a while and then we just stopped because yeah. and lawbreakers success or not I like that idea because sometimes you have to just be like you guys all you're not creators you're you're just people you're not here. Well, and also as well, people are just 50-50 on certain issues. So who do you listen it's to? true, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, even me and Maddie. It's like, if can you imagine if Maddie was asked to work on, you know, Far Cry Primal and I was asked to work on Hardline? <laughs> yeah. would, I mean, that's the thing, what though. What the we, fuck is this? We aggressively disagree on those two titles. That kind of stuff happens in everything in life. And I just, I think that people need to fucking step back and, and, and go out and have some brunch and just fucking get, get outside a little bit. Because it's and, crazy, and, man. Yeah. Real and, and shit I happens. Think, Worry about that. No, absolutely. Like, real shit happens. And again, I don't want to see something like this discourage developers to, to incorporate, you know, countries like Australia into their games. Like, if every time someone tried to do something Australian, oh, yeah. there was there was outrage and offense on the internet, or siesta, devs just will stop doing Spanish that. 
are pissed that somebody puts siesta in a game. And it doesn't always mean something bad. This weird, I know you better than you do attitude is fucking <laughs> yeah, no, crazy. Like, yep. and, and I'm not saying there's not horrible people. There are. But um, yep. I think everybody's assuming everybody's horrible. And it's just oh, really yeah. And that's why I, I, I think it was just an unfortunate um, yeah. choice of words. And I don't want to see it stop. I, I don't want to see Australia stop being in video games because of a, a few certain outrages. Right. You know? so, yeah. yeah. I want to see more. I mean, video games aren't regional, really. Like, they should be everywhere. Every company or every fucking nation should be able to make them. And every fucking person should be able to have a a chance to enjoy them. And that means we're going to get some weird shit. Because remember, other nations hate things that we... I mean, that I can't wait until a game gets made in a nation. And it's probably happened, by the way. I think there was one, so somebody can correct me. But in a nation where, like, the leadership isn't necessarily democratic or something. You know, Mm -hmm. and you get that game where you're like... Okay, this is really bad technically. Like how, how people, are, but is that acceptable? Um, there's actually a game that was wasn't there a Saudi Arabia? Wasn't there a title, a first person shooter where like you were killing people from another nearby nation? I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was it was it was pretty crazy. Like are you talking about wow. six days and uh, I saw a video on that just recently. I think I am. I think, that, but I remember it like when it I came it was up. Based in Iran. Yeah, like and, I, I, and I was like, yes, I totally get people's outrage, but you got to realize, like, other people get the ability to make games. Their thought processes are not yours, and that's a part of yeah. being a global community. The moment fucking telephones were invented, you got fucked if you think you're going to control everybody. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool stuff, man. I mean, I, I, I like that the discussion's happening, but I certainly hope that they only change things that are deemed stuff they want to change and that they're not just worried all the time. I mean, Yeah, agreed. So what was your topic that you want to talk about, Carrie? Oh, geez. Uh, So I don't know if you guys saw. Comcast users get something besides crap service. This is a Neil Gaff thread. They they get a World War II private beta code from Activision. (laughs) I thought that was pretty cool. What? Uh, Yeah, yeah. So you go, there's a, there's a thing here for Xfinity, call, uh, it's xfinity.com slash call of duty. You go there, you give them your primary email for the account and your account number, and they give you the code on the 25th. And I just thought that was awesome. That is I cool. Just, yeah, have you that played was, the beta? I've got it downloaded, but I don't know if I'm going to have any time. Oh, that, that, that'll be a game loan that I won't be able to check out. I don't think. <laughs> I think call I'll, of duty. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, um, I can't wait to like play it, but I'm just, I, I'll be too. Yeah, oh. it's it, look. October, November is going to be a bitch. Like there are going to be games where you just won't have time to. Oh, play. Oh no, 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 no! I'll play it then. I sorry, I I mean right now. Oh, you mean the beta? Ah, yeah, still Call true though. Duty, I, I, totally I am a Call remember. of Duty fan. Fuck it. Okay. Like, I I love to sit down and play the campaign. I'm not saying they're great games, and so I will be there to I think I will enjoy the, the Michael Bay pop yeah. shit. <laughs> I have played the World War Two beta. I played. Five oh, really? hours of it last night. Okay. Oh, oh, great! And what you? Good. Oh, can you talk? Yeah, can oh, you talk yeah, about? Yeah, it? yeah, I can. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm shaking my head approvingly. It's actually pretty good. I, I, I'm. Here's the thing: is uh, one thing I want to mention is it's not. I wouldn't say it's because of the time period, but the time period enables certain restrictions that make sense in universe, uh, making it a much, much better Call of Duty game because the boots on the ground gun fights. That's what it's all about, at least in this slice of gameplay, because the score streaks um, that are there aren't these big missiles raining from the sky, killing teams over and over and over where you're spawn trapped. A lot of it boils down to just gunplay, and that may sound very bare bones to players, 
and I can get why, but it's so refreshing. It's so nice, too, because it's a lot more fun. It makes gun battles actually intense. It nice. doesn't encourage camping, you know, that type of stuff. The map design is pretty good. I was surprised Is this multiplayer, Maddie, or single player? Yeah, multiplayer. No, okay, no single great. player. Continue, sorry. Oh, okay, but the, ma- okay. The, the map design is surprisingly good. And I say surprisingly because uh, Sledgehammer is making this. And they, I think they made Advanced Warfare. And that game was just, it was horrible. I think the best way to make a map is you, you have this central point in the map. And then you have a lot of branching ways to get to that central point on the sides of the map that dissect into the map itself and also allow you to get to the other end. That may sound very simplistic in nature, but a lot of times we'll see maps that are layer, 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 layer like this, and players are all over the fucking place, and they're spawning on top of each other and stuff, and it just doesn't work, and and there's no direct central point that players are constantly meeting up in to engage in combat or where you know it's a hot spot, really. And so it doesn't encourage those tactics. And that's what really surprised me, is that uh, World War II has... Really good maps. At least the three I played. Actually, four. I'm sorry, because there's a unique map to the war game mode. But yeah, I was I was surprised by the maps. But but the, does good. that have to do with the fact that there's no uh, jetpacks anymore? I mean, when you have jetpacks, you're gonna have yeah. people spawning like fucking on on the fifth level and uh, just yeah yeah. Because what what I happens is with the jetpacks, there's I forgot how the spawn system in Call of Duty works. It, it I, I guess it just in more simpler terms, I'll say it looks at where everyone is and then puts you in the empty spot where yeah, exactly. no one else is. And what happens is because the movement is so fast in the games and then you have jetpacks on top of it, that yeah. that time between you and that one second spawning on one side of the map, someone could be already halfway to you. And <laughs> that's what the biggest issue was, was that everyone was so unpredictable going all over the place that players yeah. were ruining other players' kill streaks or you know their yeah. little runs because they were spawning on them or someone would spawn... The person be so there's no the spawn points. Like there's, there's no way for you to be able to pin new spawning players and just get huge kill streaks like you used to be able to do. I'm in sure, like with all, every Call of Duty, there will be players who will take a mode to break it down to a science. Like demolition, that's one of the. I don't know if that's in World yeah. War Two, but that's one of the biggest spawn trap modes in Call of Duty because you just spawn behind the bomb, and so it's really easy to set up in choke points and just rain yeah. down fire on the opponent uh, who's defending. You know, with that said. Uh, that's where war is awesome. They bring back the war game mode, and in the war game mode, they um, really overhauled it. Where originally in in World at War, which is the only game to feature this war game mode, um, it was basically like headquarters. You'd lay on a flag, you'd cap it for a long while, and then you'd advance to the next point. But you can never go back. You just have to keep defending the progressional points. And um, in this mode. There's four different objectives as the maps progress, and so on attacking it's different, on defending it's different. So on defending, you could set up turrets in a window, and in that window, like that MG, you mow down players, and they get rid of the death counter. <laughs> so the deaths in in this mode don't matter. It's literally, the, the stats that they track are kills, defense... Hold on, hold on. I, I have to ask, I have to ask, okay. Go for it. They did that in some Call of Duty maps where they wouldn't show you how many times you've died or uh, or what your KD is or whatever, but it still counts towards your overall KD. There needs to be... Yeah. See, that's the problem. In, in Call of Duty, especially on objective matches, they need to say none of your kills and deaths will add towards your overall KD. Otherwise, you'll have people playing Demolition and uh, Headquarters and stuff like that that would just not do objective and just yeah. play for kills and deaths. That, that's... Yeah. 
it's a what ripple they do. effect. And so I'm yeah. thinking it doesn't because you can't even pick score streaks in this mode. They they wow, as you that. succeed on objectives in the map, they give you they call them supply drops, and you can get like flamethrowers, for example. And yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's another thing I really liked. But yeah, the objectives are really cool. Like the first one, let's say I'm attacking. The first one is you capture a building. Then you have to build a bridge. So you're literally tossing down smoke grenades, like diving in there, trying to build this bridge as fast as possible. While the, the defending team's got like two MG turrets. They got snipers raining down on you. It's really intense. After that, right. you have to plant a bomb and blow up an ammo depot. And then next is a uh, like the final push, and you got to get your tank into enemy lines and blow up their supplies. Like once you reach a certain point, you see a cutscene and it blows up all their supplies. So it's like I said, it reminds me a lot of uh, I'd say Walker Assault in a way from Battlefront. You're trying to get like point A to point B and like guide it along the way. It's like escorting the payload in Overwatch, but in Call of Duty terms. And like I said, as long as it doesn't count against the overall KD, this is an excellent mode, and these are excellent changes because. It, it kind of puts that, like, sacrifice of war where, like, everyone's diving on the point, uh, rather fantasizing it in a way, I should say. Yeah. And, and so I just got to say it, it was it was really fun. I had a good time. Like, I, I played for five hours. That I think that says a lot. Nice. You know, it's I mean, it took a couple of matches to get the rust off. But, yeah, it was a good time. Good, good time. Mm. Man. Well, now that makes me – now I'm, I'm sitting here contemplating what review I can delay. <laughs> I can go play. I'm seriously. That's what I've been dude, doing dude, this entire time. Yeah. I'm like, the only only it. jarring thing. It was really cool. The cool touch is you pick a division when you start off the multiplayer mode. That's so you, what fucking Destructoids talking about is yeah. divisions right now. Yeah, you pick like infantrymen. You pick airborne or whatever. And let's say I pick airborne. That's like the SMG classes. And mm-hmm. so within that division, as you use it more, you get little bonuses to it. So you'll get like uh, I think in airborne, once you hit rank two for it you'll get like uh, extended sprint distances or something along those lines. Mm. Um, but mind you, once you level up, you get an unlock token so you can switch to another division almost instantly. Mm. Um, but yeah, the only jarring thing, which like I said, it was a cool touch, but it was weird was when you're picking these divisions, they have like a little recruitment video on the bottom right corner that's playing and each one of them's different. They're like, welcome to the infantry men. And like, it's all official and stuff, but like there's color in the video the, you know, they had these, like, uh, little, uh, what's it called, film grain, but yet the yeah. picture is in color. It's really clear looking, too. So it's like, all right, I see what they're going for. This is awesome. This is like a recruitment video. I'm choosing what part of the army I want to join or whatever. But then, like, it instantly goes back on itself because it's in color. And like I said, right. it's in really clear quality. So, and, and it's in contrast to, like, what we saw in World at War where those graphics, those film grain videos were like old school shit. It was really cool. But mm. like, really kind of a minor nitpick. It was a cool touch. But yeah, that's that's about all I have to say on the, the World War II beta. So mm. are you guys excited more or less because of that? Oh, no. I'm, oh, I don't know about divisions, but I'm excited more just from listening to you talk. I, I, I'm not a big fan of the modern versus futuristic versus boots on the ground kind of stuff. I don't care as long as it's fun. Mm. So that doesn't impress yeah. me as much. But my favorite is, strangely enough... Um, World at War, which okay. is what one? Which Pod is, what would Pod Five? Yeah. I mean, dude, oh, dude, Keith or Sutherland, yeah, show up, show up in my games, baby. Yeah, I love this that. This is game. the only problem with World War Two. Yeah, I, I wanted to go through. This is the October November period. Yeah, I mean, right. the amount of games, right? So Middle ridiculous. Earth, Shadow of War, Evil Within Two, 
WWE 2K, I want to play that. Destiny 2 on PC. AC Origin, Super Mario Odyssey, Wolfenstein 2, Call of Duty World War 2, um, then Star Wars Battlefront 2. Like, how the fuck are we going to be able to play all this? Like, this, honestly, 2017 is one of the best years in gaming I've seen in a while. Dude, yeah. I got, I, I'm telling you right now, go buy some Limitless drug, fucking stay up only three hours a day, <laughs> just just do nothing but games. It's, it, no, it's awesome. What a yeah. cool, it, it is, it is, there's a ton, but what a cool problem to have. I mean, it is there's it's such a, a first it is a, problem. It, but it is it it's a good point that it's a good year because I I just recently heard somebody say it's a bad year, and I I was like, dude, I'm playing XCOM War of the Chosen. It's fucking, fr- it's so stupidly yeah, good it that so it's like, games. yeah, and that's I'm seeing and Halo Wars Two is getting an expansion too. That looks I know good. I saw yeah. that as well, and yeah, it's just yeah. it's it's going to be one of those years where we look back and probably it'll be hard to come up with the games that stood above because i have a feeling we're gonna have a lot of really good games as well so it'll be one of those ones where i think um like game of the year will be fun to hear what other people are choosing everyone's gonna have a different game dude everyone's gonna have exactly or it'll be the the recent game like that's that's what happens it is going to be insane i mean what have we had we've had breath of the wild we've had uh horizon zero dawn hellblade near like crazy and Honestly, I'm not joking. XCOM's that good. For for many people, I have a feeling that'll be a game of the year. Like it's that good. Is it it's, an expansion or is it DLC? It's day. It's the. It's just like Enemy Unknown. It takes the game and then explodes it out. So oh, you replay the same scenario, I did but not then you know have that. added. Yeah, so it's like and they're mixed in. Oh, and let me fuck. tell you. So without getting into any spoilers, it's called War of the Chosen because the game um, Shadow of War is it. That's why in the review I call it Shadow of War: The Choosing because it takes three <laughs> bad guys, it randomizes these bad guys and makes them uber bad guys, but they show up randomly in your missions with huge cutscenes. So like. You'll be in a normal mission. I'll be like, save the kids on a bus or whatever. And you're, you're saving them. You're almost done. And then you'll hear like, Mah! and this fucking assassin. I called her cottage cheese face. She's the ugliest chick I've ever seen. She's this alien. She shows up and then she proceeds to somersault your fucking dudes to death. Like, you're just like, no, don't kill. Don't kill him. Don't kill him. <laughs> and so you go from being like, I'm the king of the world to what the fuck is happening? And. And then you have to gather knowledge, and just like in Shadow of War, if they leave the battle and you don't kill them, they gain knowledge as well. And over time, they create these events in the game world. So if they gain enough knowledge, they learn about XCOM, and so suddenly they'll shut down travel and stuff like that. It is is insanely detailed. XCOM 2 was on my Game of the Year list last year. Well, then War of the Chosen is something you want to play as soon as you get a chance. Oh, boy. Too many games. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> awesome. All right. There's a game I'm reviewing now. I won't say what that I. Am, oh my. Ugh. And so, yeah. Let's go ahead and. Uh, we're at two Is it the one we talked about? Yes. Yeah, just head nods. I've got to ask you a question about that. Remind me before we go too. Yeah. I have a, I have a question about well, coverage. Let's, let's go ahead and wrap it up now. Then we're two hours ten minutes in. I think we're out of news anyway. So. Go to collab mode. Collab mode is is uh, is Lone's uh, YouTube channel. He's got he's got like eight hundred and fifty YouTubers. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> There's really a lot. Does have so many. Which, yeah, it is a ton. People should go. We we forgot to do the two minute brief, but um, fuck, we did. Yeah. I'll keep I'll keep harassing people like people that are a part of it to to promote it. I, I hate should, being yeah. that guy, but no, it's yeah. It's no, necessary. it's awesome. It's necessary, it's, I, and I, and I don't even think people understand what you guys are doing. I mean. So, 
it, it's pretty fucking cool. Like I just got done watching the Warblade. No, Warframe. 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 Yeah. Um, it's just very, very fucking cool that you guys are all doing it. And once again, it's a bunch of YouTubers together that actually like one another, which is yeah. mm-hmm. very true. People should go subscribe. So, link to that will be in the description. Please check that out if given the chance. It's a good time. Um, I think. That what are you be- doing next week, Nat, Maddie? Real quick, you got to answer. Uh, oh, the review. Is there anything other than that review? Uh, I can't. I don't know. I can't think of anything. You, do you have your videos identified for like your talking videos, or do you not? Like I, I usually wait till like since it's a weekend. I take weekends off with like oh. scheduled videos. So usually Monday, I'll, I'll wake up and just check the news and see. Okay, what am I talking about? Um, hmm. I don't know, because this week was busy for me. This week was really busy between, like, balancing the whole demonetization thing. I finally got my car back. It's been in the shop for so long. Um, got some new comics. I picked up Fire Emblem, which uh, then all of a sudden I got a review code dropped on me, so that was kind of pointless. But, like, I've been, <laughs> I was, like, running, yeah, I was running errands and shit a lot this week and, and trying to balance out this whole YouTube thing. And now I'm reviewing a certain game. So, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been busy this week. So next week... I don't know what I'm doing. I might just be kicking it low, to tell you the truth. Very cool. Very cool. Well, you got XCOM War of the Chosen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, play it. What about you guys? Nothing for me. I, I don't, I don't review games anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm streaming Assassin's Creed 2 all weekend and just doing videos. Cool. Oh, Assassin's Creed 2. Not I, I, yeah, I, I need to play the Ezio uh, trilogy. So I'm doing AC2, which I've already played, and then... I want to I want to finish Brotherhood and Revelations before AC Origins. That's my goal at a minimum. Okay, so here's the thing though, dude, and I'm not joking. Have you done yeah. Rogue? Because it's, it's not sh- no, but fantastic and short. Mm-hmm. I need to like dude, I, you know. I, I I've always said that I want to just re- that not replay, but go through and play all the Assassin's Creed games that I've missed, and I've missed a lot because there's been a lot. But I need to start somewhere, and I thought I need to. I, I replayed one, doing two. Gonna do the Air 2 trilogy, and then it may. Like, I doubt that I'll have time to do anything else yeah. beyond that. But what after I've done AC Origins, then I know I can go back and play the other ones because this is theoretically going to be a, a, the start of the Assassin's Creed franchise. So where better place to start? Yeah. See, for me, my issue with going back and replaying before uh, a game comes out is like, okay, I'll use Danganronpa as an example. Is that you get this series fatigue and then you play the new game? You're like, God damn! Like you, you almost don't want to play it. But you just need to space it out carefully. Yeah, yeah you have to be yeah. precise with it. Like Dang and Rampa games, they're like 40 hours each, and I'd have to play two Ultra Despair Girls and watch both the anime arcs over again before it comes out, which I've already done before. But like, I'd have to do that in about a month now, and I could do you, it. You, but like, well, I'm you know balancing one of the best things to do. You, what, you, like YouTube. what? Not just summary videos, but usually when you go to like the fan wikis for a franchise, mm-hmm. they sum up the story pretty well. Yeah. Just I just read that shit before I play the next just, game. But it just feels so much better when you play it through. You're like, yeah, I know, I'm the true fan. Like I, I'm here again, I bitch. It. You know. So that's the one thing that uh, that always uh, backs me off of. Sometimes we're playing games before a, a new one comes out. Like I was gonna do that Wolfenstein. I looked at it. and I was just like. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm just going to watch a summary. Yeah, Wolfenstein, like, it's just all the same, really. Mm-hmm. Like, I, Wolfenstein 2 is fun, although I had issues playing with it. But it's it's just shooting, you know, Nazis, which yeah. is, is exactly what it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. But 
It's oh, not damn, like you're getting Nazis. much more. There goes the monetization Whoa. on this video. Monetization! Yep, there it goes. Thanks, dude. Alright, well, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up. Gotta answer Karak's question. Alright, thank you guys so much for tuning into this 2 hour and 15 minute episode. The hashtag for the week is... Too many games. Have we done that one before? Have we? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Utility shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus christ <laughs> yeah exactly utility shower there you go all right perfect <laughs> such a great one thank you guys for tuning in to this episode if you listen this far tweet any of the handles you see on screen with the hashtag utility shower and we will catch you next time around <laughs> peace out <laughs>